Blog Talk Radio. What's happening? What's happening, family? Welcome to Trill Alchemy Radio. So happy to join us. So happy for you to join us tonight. One more time, bringing in Trill Alchemy Radio. Welcome, 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 welcome. Yes, 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 yes. Mm, Team Taurus representing tonight. Of course, big shouts out to all my Geminis. Y'all just had birthdays and y'all are holding it down. Definitely big shouts out to you. And if you are catching the replay, man, best bet that you know that we are saying we appreciate you for coming back through and saying, man, let me get in some of this right here. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming through, catching this replay. Trill Alchemy Radio, man. Woo, this is that good stuff. This is the really, really good stuff. But I tell you what, like, after two weeks, I've I've been on the radio for eight years, and I have not listened on repetitive replay as many times as I have the first two programs that uh, Trill Alchemy has done. This one is definitely a, man, it's a transformer, man. It's like listening to my own words, listening to our guests, listening to the people who have called in. It has it has been amazing, you know, totally amazing. And I'm just thankful that I could be a small part of it and witness it. You know, even my own healing as a trio alchemist, I get to see, you know, firsthand some of the effects of, like, when you really start to go deep with yourself and somebody's been keeping it real with you, stuff's going to come to the surface for sure. And last week when we discussed the alchemy of manhood, something that came to the surface was women. You can't talk about manhood without talking about women. 
and the abundance of single-family households led by women. And we say, hey, man, that's what we're going to get it in with this week. So I can't do this by myself. I got to have my esteemed panel with me. So don't y'all get too sideways. I want y'all to get ready. Get on your feet for a big round of applause for a single mom herself, the founder, the mother, the doula of Trill Alchemy and Trill Alchemy Radio. She's an engineer. She's a cryptocurrency uh, super advocate. She's a, a blockchain billionaire in the making. She's a lover. She's a queen. She's just a dynamic woman overall. She represents Texas all day long. Y'all better get up on y'all feet and put your hands together for a billionaire day. What's up, Coach? Ain't nothing to what about does that to do mean? <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. I am super, super excited once again. Like, Thursday is my new Friday, Coach. I don't even know if you know that. But this show is, like, the highlight of my week. And so I'm just excited to be here once again, excited to be bringing y'all this trill. Shout out to all my Leos. Um, our time is coming. Just be patient. <laughs> Just be patient. (laughs) Shout out to all my Trill Alchemists that are doing this work. Shout out to everybody who listened to the previous shows, who took something from them and implemented it in your own life. That's what Trill Alchemy is. Shout out to all my single mothers out there doing it. And so this show is for you. Um, like Coach said at the end of the last show, um, two of the callers called in were, that called in were single mothers, and they had real issues. And we came together and we said, you know, how can we not address what's going on? Um, as you know, the single mom epidemic is real. I'm a single mother. I got my own stories to share. So this episode is about bringing you real solutions. It's not about pointing fingers. It's not about... Uh, placing blame. It's about transmuting existing situations into fire, into something you can go out and do something with. So I'm excited as always. And Coach, you gave me a lot of introductions, but I, but the main one I think you left off was that I am the human coder. And so um, I practice Trill Alchemy. And so this is why this particular platform means everything to me. But thank you for well, my introduction, uh, <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, it reminds me, you know, you like a LeBron James. When you look at Stephen A. Smith, when he talks about LeBron James, he says, man, did I leave anything out? It was like, yeah, he's a movie star, too, and he's a philanthropist. Oh. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, oh, my bag, my bag, my bag. So it definitely wasn't on purpose. But, uh, yes, the founder of of, of Human Coding all up in the building. So thank you, thank you, thank you for um, thank you for just putting all this. You know what I'm saying? Like having the idea, having the having the you know the the initiative to be like, hey, let's make it real. Let's make it real funky. You know what I'm saying? So you know, super super big up to you. Super. 
Absolutely. But we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get the whole thing popping. We, I mean, it's gonna be popping hard here in about another forty five seconds to a minute. But you know, uh, three times the charm, and I'm like Phil Jackson. They call me Coach K, but I run the triangle offense. And in the triangle offense, we got three points to that triangle. You know what I'm saying? And tonight, we're just really, really, really happy to bring back the game enhancer himself. Like this cat came on the first show, just showed up late. He just, you know what I'm saying, was just strolling on through, you know, with his pool stick and just got on the table and just started running people off the table. He was just pow, 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 just putting the game down. And then it was so hot. Last week we had to do a show centered around the just the magnitude of the game the brother was dropping about. What about these men? What about the alchemy of manhood? And so this week we are super, super happy to have him back up in the saddle with us again, making this thing pop. Y'all go ahead and put your hands together for just like I, I know I'm going to forget some of his stuff. He don't like me putting all that pressure on him, so I'm going to just call him the game enhancer. We're going to drop a bomb and open it up for Ken Brisbane. Please, please, just Okay, the mic is trying to open up. The internet has really been trilled today itself. A lot of things I've been trying to accomplish. Yeah. Okay, we got you now. Okay, okay. What's up, man? Y'all, thanks for having me back. I mean, you know, it's a great topic. You know, I really enjoyed myself uh, the last week, and um, I learned a lot. And I was was anticipating this today, man, so this is – you know, this is the highlight of my day, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for here. coming to Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad somebody else can, like, like people don't know, like, what it's like to, like, get a show set up like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stuff I'm doing in the background, and I want to get it right. And I, and I can typically be late to a lot of stuff. So I'm like, man, I'm planning all day just so I'm not late to my own show. And people are calling, people sending me text messages. I got to do, you know, my own Coach K dope stuff. But I was just like, yo, they probably doing, they got to get their whole day straight. So by 8.56, they got to be like, yo, y'all be quiet. We got to get ready to trill Alchemy Radio. So I'm glad it ain't just me. And I definitely appreciate y'all. For joining, you know what I'm saying, and putting y'all's time in, or sacrificing y'all time, so we can bring this message to the family, man. So y'all ready to get right. the thing popping? Let's I'm do ready. it, man. What are we waiting Let's for? Mm-hmm. Let's go. So, Rob Bay, you know you over here talking about some let's go, and you all excited. You know why are you so excited tonight about uh, about this topic? Man, because I'm a single mother, right? I've been a single mother. Since my son was one years old, and there, I mean, there's a there's there's 18 million, I think the number is, single mother families in the United States. So it's real. It's a real thing. And you know, like I look at my situation, Coach. I look at a lot of single mothers out here. I hear about the things that they are going through. And number one, I'm grateful for 
uh, where I am right now in terms of my relationship with my son, with my son's father, my relationship with myself, but I recognize that it didn't have to be this way. It could have gone a totally different direction, and I could be having some of these complaints and issues that I see a lot of other women struggling with. And so I wanted to shed light on single motherhood from a different perspective tonight because it gets a bad rap. You know, um, we always hear about single mothers, you know, pressing baby daddies for child support, putting niggas in court, trying to put people in jail, complaining that they don't have support, um, doing it all alone, uh, relationship suffering. You know, the list goes on. But, like, I want to give solutions, and that's what True Alchemy is about. It's about providing solutions that you probably have never thought of, never considered, and I'm just happy to share that tonight. So, you know, I have an idea where I want to get started, but I want to hear from you guys why you think this issue needs to be covered. Go ahead, Ken. Set it off. Oh, okay. Okay, no, uh, man, with something going on, uh, Rob, that last thing you said, I missed it. Okay. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, what yeah. was the last, the, the, last, the last 20 seconds you said? The last 20 seconds I said was I just want to hear, you know, your perspective of why you think this topic is important. I, I know my perspective oh, okay. as a single mother and what I go through, but you guys are men. And we said that the subtitle of this show is a conversation for men and women. And so, I, you know, I want to hear from a male's perspective why, why this needs to be discussed. Wow. Okay. So, you know, my mama was a single mama. Um, but not only was my mama a single mama, she was, she was a damaged mama. Okay. Um, so, you know, some women find themselves in their children. Uh, my mom didn't. Uh, my mom kind of thought that her children were a burden. So it wasn't a good relationship with her and her cubs. It was very toxic. So, but ideally, I think the reason why this topic is good is because what I want to do is adjust the game of it. And I think if the mothers kind of look at their children opposite of the way my mom looked at her children, and that would be an investment. You look at your child as an investment. You look at your child as, you know, what this being right here has the ability to change the trajectory of human beings' lives. You know, you're responsible for making and creating one of the great ones. Like your child can be a president. Your child can be a, a senator. Your child can be one of the great artists. Right, your child can be one of these great intellectuals that writes books and pushes the narrative. That can be your baby. Uh, unfortunately, most of the children become furniture, and they actually become a burden. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can't do my thing. You know, Mama can't do her thing because you're around. And I think that's a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would like to enhance the game of looking at the child as an investment because it is, though. It's a business because from the moment they come out the womb, it costs money, right? Um, so what is this child going to do when it's 20? What is this child going to do when it's 30? Because you don't know if you're a good mother until the child is grown. 
right? Under your rule, of course, the child is, is under your control. But you don't know if you're a good mama until this child is out in the world. And then you're going to see if you was a great parent. <clears throat> and uh, lastly, and then I'll pass it off. Lastly, and then I'll pass it off. Um, I think it's important that we sever the ties. <laughs> Drop them bombs, nigga. Um, I think it's important that we... Um, sever the tie of the relationship of um, mother-son I and I'm your boyfriend-girlfriend and mother-daughter I'm you are you my younger sister I'm beefing with that be the dynamics so it's it's the, the son is the is the boyfriend and the daughter is the younger sister and they go back and forth right so we want to try to turn that around because that's pretty much what happens, especially when you come from our community, and that's the behavior of minority. Your son is your boyfriend, and your daughter is your younger sister that y'all beefing over clothes and shoes and sometimes even men and attention. Whoa. He dropping some real, real, real live, real live situation right there. Um, man, for me, I really am... I'm really on this this whole thing about I was raised by my father, but I watched, and like Ken said, it's the results, it's the fruit. Like when a tree is growing out there, you don't re- like you know what kind of tree it is, but it ain't until you like taste the fruit off that tree or you know see the final result off that tree that you can say this is the kind of job you know that was done. And um, I know my sister just wrote a book, you know what I'm saying, called Fuck That Case. And in this book, I she was talking about how it's some bullshit trying to be this whole strong black woman thing, you know, being a single black mom in America. And But in between that story and tools for people to change their narrative, she shares her story. And she she shares parts of her story that we are over 40 years old that I did not know, you know. And so my mother, like, that was like the first wave of the single moms. Like, it's only until you got enough data to say, oh, those are single moms. But it's already been going on for 10, 15 years. You know, there, there, there were no programs like that, like they are now, or there wasn't even no attention on it. There aren't enough programs now. And I just look and say, man, some of those things that my sister had to go through growing up, which caused our entire family to be dysfunctional, not just her, but me, um, my little brother, you know, my mother, my father. I was like, man, she didn't have an alchemical process. And I'm from that first T.I. album of Don't Be Like Me, Be Better Than Me. You know, like I've been doing radio for this long and even wanted to do Trill Alchemy so I could have, so people younger than me, so they could be like, yo, let me listen to this and get some game from it so I don't have to repeat the same era that they did. And to me, that's hell right there. Like that's that's like my main motivation, you know, like in supporting the human coder and bringing the game enhancer on 
and bringing other people, you know, to this show in the future, being the visionary. Um, like, I don't want, you know, I see my sister, you know what I'm saying, as a single mom raising my nephew and the things that uh, she goes, to, I don't see what she goes through, but I see the results of it. And so I got eyes on the situation from, from like, the sniper. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you in a big fist fight, you can't see things the way somebody else who doesn't have the pressure. My nephew got to be on the bus at 630. I don't have to get up at 630 to make sure he's on the bus. You know, he, he got to go to camp at summertime. I don't have to tell him to go to bed or have to get up or the way his shoes. Like, he, he not even 11. He wearing a 10-and-a-half-inch shoe. He like five six, you know. He he's still growing all the time. What can I do from my observations? You know what I'm saying to help other women like that. You know what I'm saying the frustrations that Rob Bay has, you know, in getting to the promised land. That's everybody wants to get to the promised land, and the, your promised land differs based on who you are. You know how you grew up, and a lot of times we self-sabotage ourselves in our in our striving for the promised land because our goals are too short, you know. So my hope for doing this show is that we put out some tools where the family can extend the goals of what our promised land is and have some effective tools to get there. So that's my take on why this show is important. Uh, Rob A., you still on the line? Oh, man, I had y'all muted out. My bad. I was talking. (laughs) (laughs) I said some cold (laughs) shit. Drop the bomb. (laughs) 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 I I was just saying, you know, we all have our promised land. And I don't think that there is a mother out there. I mean, there are some who don't want or don't believe that they want what's best for their children. But as you say, I we sabotage. I see so many single mothers sabotaging their creations because they are caught up in anger, right? They're caught up in um what they don't have anymore. They're caught up in trying to force somebody to um, fulfill a certain responsibility. And so, you know, like in my own story, you know, my son's father don't do nothing for him. When I say he don't call on a birthday, he don't call on a holiday, he don't see him unless we happen to be driving through Atlanta, you know, like does nothing But when I made the decision that I was going to leave that relationship, I made some choices. And I think a lot of what everything that what these women, what we are all going through and what is influencing our ability to create our promised land is our choices. And so, um, you know, like for me, when when I set out as a single mother at age 26, I said, I don't care what this nigga does or does not do for my child. There are some standards that I'm going to have. I'm not going to ever speak negatively about him in front of my son. I'm not going to ever stop him from seeing my son. I don't care if he never gives me a dime. You know, he has a choice. Just like I have a choice in moving out of this relationship, I have a choice 
and how I'm going to raise my son. I have a choice in the energy that I'm going to put into this child. He has a choice in what he's going to do, you know, and whether I like it or not. And so it's not my job to force it. And I also said I'm also going to always give my son the right to choose how he wants to love and how he sees his father. It's not my place to tell him that. And so I think that a lot of women get so caught up in the feelings of being the victim, oh, he's done me wrong, oh, he's not stepping up, oh, I need to step in and try to control this situation, that they lose sight and lose focus on what they are supposed to be putting into their children. And so, as you know, Ken spoke about them being the investment. You know, you can't be focused on no investment when you're trying to police a nigga. You, it just doesn't work that way. So, yeah, that's a that's a choice. Choices is a big, big thing that we really need to look at as women. Like, what is your motivation behind you, the choices you're making for your child? Well, well, hmm. well. Okay, so let's open the game all the way up. Let's 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 go before the motivation. Let's go before the selection process on um, a child, right? So, people are more meticulous uh, when it comes to finding a business partner than they are having a baby, right? The qualifications to have a baby, they're not that high. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. Personally, um, it's not a smart move to mate with somebody just because you like them. Like, it's a little deeper than that because mating is a science because what you're trying to do is you're trying to produce an elite human being, right, that has a higher probability of winning than you and that father, okay? So you want to know the mental history of that man and that family. Is it a family that comes from any type of health issues? What 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 type of education background does this family come from? Does this family um travel? Because all that family's memory is in the DNA. Okay? So <clears throat> if I said I wanted to uh loan you money or I wanted to borrow money, you would you would you wouldn't be fat you would look at the background. Well Look who 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 has loaned you money before, and who and have you paid it? You know, if I wanted to open up on a business, would you would check my like my Dun and Bradstreet, right? You would check what kind of business person I am. You wouldn't just go into business with me. You would want to know my habits and my characteristics, not just for the last sixty days, because I could because I could be lucky. You want to know my pattern for the last fifteen years, right? Mm-hmm. What, for doing sure. 10 years ago, right? You want to see time, some type of consistency because we're, you're about to put DNA inside of me if I was a woman, right? This mating is a science. You know what I'm saying? I want to mate, if I'm a woman, with the most elite male available or I do nothing because hmm. this child can actually be your downfall, Right? If you're going to curve your life, and if this child is not part of your bottom line, but that's the thing, the, the women have to make the child part of their bottom line. Me winning includes this child. This child is a vehicle to the win, right? It has to make sense, right? This shit is not, uh, this shit is, yes, the baby can be uh, conceived in love, 
but the process of the mating has to kind of be more on a primal level, like nature. The, the female species mate with the top male around. He competed with other males to do that. So it is a privilege to pass on your seed, right? So and if right. we go about it like that, we I think we will have different relationships between mother and child because even if the father is not there, the mother will look at the child and know, I made it with the top male. <laughs> he don't have yeah, to be but- here. So many of us are past that, though. Like, we got 15-year-old kids by niggas who was not the top dog in any shape, mm-hmm. form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. So what? So now, you know, we are in a state of, you know, like, like to me, that thing with the identity is huge. Like, ideally, you do want to be able to see something so wonderful in the man that you chose to mate with that whenever you look at that child there are like no faults that you can find in that identity um i think that's a huge issue with uh children right now is that the mothers have rejected when when you reject when you when you reject the father in any shape form or fashion when you talking bad about him when that nigga ain't shit when it's all of that, you are essentially rejecting a part of the child, and it influences their ability to succeed. And a lot of women don't understand that. When you talk about these mother-daughter dynamics and why they're so poor, it's because of that rejection. And that comes back to the selection process indeed. But a lot of us are past that selection process, and we still have a responsibility, right, to honor that identity. Like, that's something that I see with a lot of people that come to me. They struggle with that issue. So what does the mother do, you know, after she's already chosen poorly, right? But she's still got to be able to put something into this child to make him great. Oh, well, you ain't never I want a selection process. I'm going to say this one thing, and then I'm going to pass it. Uh, uh, you ain't never really passed that selection process, so not for real, for real, because um, – you can still create, you you know what I'm saying? Like you can still make this person into the elite male or still the, the elite, um, the elite, uh, 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 woman, uh, because you look at her and say, mm, okay, I skipped the step in terms of the genetics. You skipped the step in terms of the genetics. So it might not be the elite, uh, male that you made it with in terms of genetically, but you can still make them the elite, uh, child, an elite daughter based on character. You know what I'm saying? They, after you notice that you missed the step, you can still go back, even at 15. Like, yo, you know what? We about to go and hold. I'm about to shock your system. I'm about to implement these new things. You know what I'm saying? And you can still craft the child. You can still, but but I guess it just it depends on the mother's mind frame though, on what's important to her. Though. What are you gonna say, Coach? Um, when was like. I'm gonna treat it like uh, like me. I like to use analogies and astrology together. Um, you ever heard that joint called "Hell Have No Fury Like a Woman Scorned"? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in in astrological terms, that's the Scorpio rising. You know what I'm saying? Like the Scorpion, the Scorpion in the zodiac is not 
the biggest animal. You know what I'm saying? It can't really like harm a lion. It really can't go into the. It can't really like go up and like bring down a full-grown goat, a Capricorn, or a Taurus. But this damn scorpion is so resilient that it holds this poison. It's the only animal that's the only sign of the zodiac that's carrying this poison, and which we call a grudge. And there's a lot of women carrying this grudge, which turns, which is really the poison. Like I'm waiting to inject this into if I could just, if I could, if I could, if I could. And the first thing, and Rob, we had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. You got to start reversing your ifs. That's the first part of the alchemy. And the step one for reversing the if is uh, compassion and forgiveness of yourself. So let me just, just walk with me for a second. A lot of women who made that error, they got their ass whooped around the third whoop, third 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 month, second trimester. And I don't mean a physical. They started coming into the emotional and and abusive languaging from parents and peers about, excuse my French, how you done fucked up. Oh, you done fucked up your whole life. So now the mama and the daddy and the peers then already started infecting you with this poison, right? And so now that's leaking down into the child in the womb already. You 14, 15, 23, 26, 28. There's a lot of people don't know nothing about how a baby really is conceived. They skip everything from sperm and egg coming together, and then they just, you know, say, boom, I pushed it out my vagina. Since since you passed through my womb, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. But they don't realize that, like, every thought, every word, every feeling, every inhale, the, the skin and the bone got inside. How did the skin and the bone get inside the woman to get around this sperm and egg? It came through the dust particles that she was inhaling through her nose. And mm. the thoughts that she was having, she was, you know what I'm saying, uh, she was, uh, um, what do you call that when you um, uh, putting the butter on the bread? You know, like when you just rubbing it on there with a little brush, what do you basting, Blattering. or like when you Blattering. basting the turkey, yeah. splattering or basting. You can there basting this baby. Say it again. Splattering. Yes, you do, you doing okay. that to the baby with all this poison, with all this grudge that. You really ain't mad at the cat yet, you know what I'm saying, who got you pregnant, who might not be there or whatever. You're mad at how the people are coming at you because, like Ken said, since they got control of you, they're trying to control you. They're trying to just come at you and just, oh, oh, oh. And Ken makes a good point. The reason they're doing all of this is because they're like, damn, you might have another one right after this. We know that you're fertile now. So you might have another one. So we're going to sit up here and, uh, as the Africans say, shame the meat. We're going to shame the meat so hard that you won't do that again. However, what does a woman normally do? I, I identified this last week. A woman is an incubator. So she's incubating all this venom inside of her, all this grudge inside of her. And so the grudge is against herself. Oh, I let my parents down. That's like one of the hardest things. A child brings on themselves. Oh, I let my parents down. 
is also once you get older, some of the dumbest shit. Once, like for me, as a part of my healing, I was like, how the fuck can I have let them niggas down? I was only 12. You niggas already had 30 plus years on me. How I let y'all down at 12? What about what about what what about you? You don't want to be out there in the world. I don't have no high school um, diploma. I'm doing I'm doing A Bs and Cs and whatnot, but I haven't even had a full chance to get out here in the world. You know what I mean? I'm still a virgin. I'm over here hunting. You know, at the little party. But you gonna say I let you down? What about you? You know what I'm saying? I'm a reflection of what you did. And so, women are carrying that inner venom, carrying that inner venom and against themselves first. And I really saw that in my sister's book, how it was a self-worth thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How even in the selection process about why she didn't pick the numero uno. She was looking for love in the wrong places because of the bullshit activity of my mother and father. When they was going mm-hmm. through that bullshit activity, whether they knew it or not, they was letting me, my sister, and my brother down on a minute-to-minute basis and not having no vision to be like, yo, one day she may be in a situation where she run up on this raggedy-ass nigga and then he ain't the top of the damn um, biological food chain, but his sperm is strong enough to get her pregnant. And guess what? Where do you think that venom is going to spill out to? It's going to spill out. It's just going to start spilling out of everywhere, like when you sweat. It ain't going to come out directed. It's going to come out like sweat. It's going to come out all of your pores. So to me, the first thing that you got to do to turn around in the alchemical process is forgiveness and compassion of self. You don't owe those original people who injected you with that venom, you don't owe them shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, boom, you're pregnant. Let me go in and support that. I, I know people, they were 16. Their mom was just like, nah, we, I'm, I'm going to drive you down here so you can get this abortion. I'm going to take you down here so you can get this abortion. Huh? Mm-hmm. What kind of support is that? What kind of vision is that? So, and then and then when they got the abortion, you put your finger in their face and, in, in their face and said, don't let this happen again. I can't believe, you know what I'm saying? And cursed them out, called them all type of names, and shamed the meat. You sitting there shaming shame the incubator. So now anything you put inside the incubator from then on out, even her career goals has got venom in it. Even her health goals has got venom in it. Regardless if she has any more children, she already got that venom in there because you didn't come and say, yo, it's okay. You need to give yourself compassion. Give yourself forgiveness. Forgive yourself first. You know what I'm saying? While we waiting, like, don't wait on the validation. Forgive yourself when nobody else will. It's just like oxygen. Don't wait for somebody else to give you some oxygen. You got to fight for oxygen sometimes. But giving yourself that own forgiveness to me, like that's the first step. And that's why I wanted to say about this show, even though it's called the alchemy of the single mom alchemy, the brothers need to realize and hear this. So when you approach a woman who's single, has a child, that's one of the first barometers that you need to be checking for. Does she have yeah. compassion for herself? Or is she toting around a lot of this venom? Has she forgiven that? And if she ain't, then guess what? You need to be there to be the guide, to be the leader. That's that's like some of the heaviest game you could ever drop on somebody is to be like, yo, I'm going to help you apologize to yourself. You ain't done nothing to me. Yeah. 
But, you know, you see, you, you see that venom in the claws out. Like, for me, I don't already, like, I could write a whole book about the wounded tigress. I got a high body count, too. And I had a, and a lot of my high body count, I could see intimately into the wounded tigresses. But we don't even come trying to pull out the splinter. We're just over there not looking at the venom or not uh, uh, being compassionate enough. You know what I'm saying? Well, we need to be strong, stand in our place, and help her and assist her and bring that to her attention. Now, I know that's going to be hard. I know you've been carrying this shit around for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but I'm here to help. So for me, that's where I think it's a lot of steps now, but I had to tell that long story about the compassion and the forgiveness of self, you know what I'm saying? And, like, releasing that venom, man, you got to do that. Absolutely. I'm a product of that venom, and I don't think a lot of people understand how, um, you know, how they have been subjected to that and what it looks like in real life, like as the byproduct. So for me, my mother was a was a teenage orphan when she had me, so she received a lot of a lot of poison while I was in her womb. Right, the circumstances surrounding my birth were not supportive. And it does, and I, I want to speak to it from an energetic standpoint because I see it so much. It's something that I had to heal on myself, first of all. And the way that it affected me was that I had a complete identity crisis. You know, like on the surface, everything looked great, but when it came time for me to really find who I really was, to really step into that person, to really um, allow that person to shine, I, like, I could not accept her. And that's what ends up happening. Um, so you end up not being able to find your purpose. You end up not being able to find your voice. You end up not being able to have confidence in what you came here to do. You end up being, having issues with self-love. It impacted my relationships. For a long time, I wasn't able to have a relationship with a man that where my needs were met because I didn't, number one, I didn't think that I was worthy of it because, I was holding this imprint from this energy that I had acquired from when I was in my mother's womb. And um, it wasn't until I had men come into my life, like you said, Coach, that were able to help nurture me through that process that um, I was able to, to make that reconnection with them myself. So a lot of people I don't think really take into full consideration what that poison ends up looking like, you know, on the flip side as an adult, how that ends up manifesting in real life. So I just wanted to share that. You're absolutely right. Uh, folks is already lining up, raising their hands. If this topic, like we opening up the Q&A early tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like just press one if you want to come in, 443-210, I see you. I'm about to bring you in, but if you want to call in tonight, if you're listening on the on the computer and you want to call in, um, 917-889-3803 is the call-in number. 917-889-3803 is the call-in number. Also tonight, this show is being brought to you by TrillAlchemy.com. Please go over and register for your free I don't know what you want to call it, intake exam. Like your first experience with Trill Alchemy is over there waiting for you. Please make sure before 
um, before you lay it down tonight or, you know, after you listen to the show, to go over to Trill Alchemy and drop your uh, phone number, I mean your name and email address, so you can make sure that you stay up on the latest and greatest news coming out of the Trill Alchemy camp, okay? And, like, just got a really nice bonus over there for you as well. So please go over to trillalchemy.com tonight and um, and hit up your name and email and so you can stay in the loop. Um, if you got a question tonight, you got some comments, if some of this has been in your ear, if you hear some sauce dripping and you got a situation that you want, like, some specifics on, you got a, you got the Trill Alchemy experts on the line tonight, Rob Bay, Game Enhancer, Ken Brisbane, and Coach Kyer, Astro Strategist Extraordinaire. Uh, caller from the 443-210. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace. Apollo Michaels calling from Baltimore, Maryland. What's good, Coach? And then to it but the duel. What's happening, Apollo? Shoot, man. Chilling like a villain, yo. Sound like a villain. Did you have a comment? Did you have a co- uh, comments or some feedback on what you've heard thus far on the show? Um, man, yeah, a lot of it hit home um, for me personally. Um, it's making me want to look at my astrology chart. The first thing I peep now is that the sun is uh, facing my Chiron right now directly, and I have that uh, Venus and Chiron at 23 degrees right there in Gemini. Um, which uh, is in my 10th house. Um, so, yeah, like, that's basically what I'm facing right now. Uh, Trying to get to my... Break that down into uh, regular language for folks. Break right, that down um, into regular language for folks. Well, Chiron is your deepest wound, you know. It also represents the centaur. It, it, it represents uh, the wounded healer. So wherever Chiron is in your chart, that's um, in some mythology, it says that, you know, that wound that you can't ever heal, you know, I would like to think that you can. And um, it's basically something that transforms your life um, in a way where you can basically teach others how to um, get past that struggle. So in my personal story uh, with Venus sitting directly with Chiron, um, you know, past love uh, experiences have been, uh, you know, one of my greatest pains. Um, and as, you know, the cycles of time have gone, you know, like each year probably faced with that, with the sun shining right on that issue, um, it's sent me, you know, out of my mind personally, where um, honestly I was having a conversation with my uh, centaur brother, shout out to the Iota Zayota Phi Theta Baltimore, um, about Chiron and and how that uh, affects us um, and um, yeah like with the sun basically just shines light on it you know and and right my what I, my other thought was that it's your soul like my soul was being manipulated or or I didn't have enough willpower and discipline to not be thrown here and there when my pains were starting to come up so for me personally now I feel I've been doing a lot of um work around that, around letting go of the past, you know, letting go of past pain. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I see in some of my um, exes where, um, yeah, the childhood thing, you know, the childhood wounds are, are, are some of the hardest ones to, to get past. And they can be, you know, they could run your programming in your life for your whole life until you go back and see, you know, 
what was planted there and like is it you like the issues that you have or is it your parents issues that you've inherited um and yeah to love yourself man like that's one of the biggest things for me like i had a lot of shame and guilt you know around around drugs around um mostly for me it was probably uh drugs that my parents kind of shamed me about you know wanting to uh use different drugs in my story i got diagnosed as bipolar in 2009 and what did they do? They put me on medicine. You know, they put me on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which for, you know, after many times in the psych ward and seeing in this hospital where people live and die, you know, and, um, you know, I was 22 and I first got put in one of those places. And, like, I was screaming like a little baby, like, oh, my gosh, let me out of here. When I realized, just like jail, because I had some experience there, too, both those places are humbling to let you know you really don't control, have full control over your body. Like, and then like real spit, like I always thought, oh, jail would be worse. But really though, in psych wards and in hospitals, the attack is on your mind. Like showing you that you really can, you know, not even fully have control of your mind. But as Ali says, consciousness reigns supreme, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring up a you bring up a really good point for the fathers or for men, you know, wanting to be in a relationship. How you can use astrology as a tool for your potential partners that you are out here. You can see what you can ready to get into, like because mm-hmm. the women have the women have had so much, uh, like you said, so many things that they're holding inside of their womb that they may not be able to clearly be able to say this is what my childhood wound was, or they have it buried so deep. You know what I'm saying? So a part of the alchemy for me of the single mom alchemy is what role we men play. Like we have to step up into our metaphysics. Like we have to step up into our healing as well to say, yo, baby, I'm going to support you through this, or I'm going to identify it. And at the same thing, like Ken said last night, in, 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 in the manhood alchemy, when you come at me and try to take my nuts, I got to show you that I'm a man that's here for the healing of this family, but we're not going to be self-destructive towards one another. Ken, what do you think about women who have had wounds that have really cut them deep and then they're a single mom and then that that fury starts to come out against a brother who doesn't have any children, who may be, you know, uh, uh, showing some interest in them and then they get kind of sideways because of some of that fury or pain that they're holding. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna go in I'm going in, in the game direction. Like that anger and that fury, sometimes honestly, I can I think it comes from not being realistic. And I think mm. it comes from like fantasy. I do. I believe it really, really comes from fantasy and it comes from movies and plays and this ideal of love and this ideal of what a good man is. You know what I'm saying? And um, it plays out on the children. My mom was one of them because the fantasy didn't play out for my mother. It hurt the children. So she just went throughout the world looking for this thing called 
love, right? Looking for this idea of what she called love. But what she was looking for was this discomfort, right? And I'm not even trying to be cold or anything. I'm just trying to be realistic. Where in nature does that exist? Right? Like mm. nature is nature is brutal to every living thing on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like nature, nature is hard, man. It gives you a, it gives you a rough time. But when it comes to us, like we are actually um, walking through life with these ideals about deserving, right? And the concept of because you feel like you deserve something and it doesn't go in your favor, it in turn it does, now it implodes and now the children suffer. Everybody suffers because I didn't get what I deserved. And the interesting thing about it is I, t- I heard Tony Robbins say it one time, and it blew me away. He looked at someone, it was a girl, it was a lady, and he said, um, <clears throat> your problem is you think you should be loved without doing anything. And I was like, ooh, that was hard, right? He just he broke her down, right? He was really getting in her. And he was like, it doesn't work like that. You have to do shit to get love, right? And I I just use my mother as an example. My mother, you know, she had a lot of things wrong with her, but she felt like she deserved love by being stationary. So she thought that she could just stand still and be loved. She thought she deserved it because she came through traumatic experiences. But nature doesn't care about that shit, though, for real, for real. So I say to that is, like, People should deal with, bro, if you really take the movies out of things, take movies away. And what is people's frame of reference for love? Take the movies away. And it's kind of hard because we've been watching them since we were born. But you take the movies away, and, and what does it even look like? And that's very dangerous, man, because as children, if the, if the man doesn't give this ideal of love to his mothers, it affects the children. You know, she blames them. She blames herself. Everybody suffers. That's not a good look. So to answer your question directly, I think we really, really, really need to deal in realism and expect the real. Like, I expect a lion to do what a lion do. I expect a cheater to do what it do. If a mama is dealing with a man, I expect him to be a man. Flawed as hell. I expect that. That's just real. Hmm. 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 So, can you say your perspective is that everyone doesn't deserve love just on the basis of them being? Like, you feel that something has to be, you that love has to be earned? Everything in nature is doing. Every single thing is doing. But man has the, and it's not even man, it's just America. Because if we lived in India, if we lived in um, uh, different parts of Africa, if we lived in China, those people are suffering from capitalism. So their concept of things is not I deserve. Why do you think they come to America and bust their ass? Okay, so our concept of love and this these ideals of relationships 
is is based on capitalism. We have so much shit that no matter what, I know I'm not going to starve to death today. So it's kind of my hierarchy of needs are in order. So I deserve love because I'm cute. I deserve love because I'm good at basketball. And it don't work like that. It doesn't in the real world, not in the love and light, not in the secret, not in these ideals. I mean, people get paid big money to tell people they deserve shit. Hmm. And and, and it's, it's a bunch of heartbreaks. You know, you got to put in work to get love, man. You put in work for that. You got to so put time to get Go ahead. I'm from, uh, my take on that is um, if I go to China and ask anybody what the definition of water is, they're going to say H2O. If I go to Philadelphia, I don't care if I'm in the projects of the penthouse, they're going to say H2O. If I go to Antarctica, the formula is going to be H2O. That's science and that's nature. But when you ask 10 people what the definition of love is, they're going to give you 16 different answers, or they may only give you six answers, and four people are going to be like, I really don't know. So I think that's one of the delusions that we have, like he said, based on the movies, based off of how um, the sinister in America wants you to just stand still so you, I can harness your power, and you don't realize that love is a verb. Love is to give seeking nothing in return. That's what love is. So we think that, oh, I'm so entitled, let me just stand here, but that's because of, um, some programming that we got. The programming that we have in America says, I'm just going to sit here and stand still. No, well, then then guess what you're going to get? You're going to get standstill stuff. You ain't going to get no motion. We love the things that move fast. We talk Tom mm-hmm. Brady through for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. We love, oh, no. um, they tell you success, lo- success loves speed. You know what I'm saying? And so love is not this airy-fairy romantic illusion type thing. It doesn't work like that. Like love is a verb. There had to be some action behind it. I don't call love an emotion. Love is an action. When some ask a, ask an angry woman at a baby daddy who come talking about I love you, she's gonna say, Show me. She ain't gonna say, Oh, your words is good. Your words might have got you in here, but she's gonna be like, Show me. She's gonna be looking for the verb, not the noun, not the adjective. Uh, uh, J-Lo showed you when she threw the necklace away in that video like 15, 20 years ago. She was like, yo, you got to show me what it is. You mm. know what I'm saying? And so for the babies, I think you was getting ready to say, well, what about the babies? We do show the babies love. I get up in the middle of the night. I change your diaper. I sacrifice. What you say, I'm not going to speak no ill against your ill-ass daddy. That's a That's a verb. To, for, for me to refrain from going off on this joker in front of you when he's not doing something for me or for you and it's all on my back and I want to go over here and, like, kill him, that's a verb. The babies are shown love every day. But then we show them one thing, but then we mix them up by coming in with a romantic view. Oh, this is what love looks like. That's not love. That's responsibility. You're supposed to hold the door. That's a that's love. Me opening the door is love. But we have it so uh, miscombobulated and confused because remember Pisces. The Pisces is the sign of romance and illusion, but it, it also is the opiate of the people. We want to get high so much. We want to get high so much 
that we will quickly overlook something of the movement and we just stand there and get paralyzed by the by the romantic side of it. So I totally uh totally see what he uh totally see how what uh, where Ken is coming from. But Ra, how do you see it? What's what's your state on that? Um, I agree. I think the first thing that, you know, that is the issue is that the perception of what love is is completely off. It's completely thrown. But I don't blame those women. I blame the fact that at some point in their lives, they were made to feel that they had to be doing, like, as a child, and, and, and I, I believe that as a child and you coming into this world, you have a right to exist, and you have a right to be loved just on the nature of who you are, okay? And so I feel that so many of us have had that taken from us that we've never just been, been, have been able to just be loved just for showing up, that when we get into relationships, we start looking for love to look like these actions. We start looking for love to look like responsibility because that's what we've had to show. That's what we've had to show in order to get love from our mama. And so, you know, I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's on us to, to definitely make the distinction between what love is and what isn't. But I think it always goes back to the relationship with the child and the mother for where that even gets imprinted, implanted into the psyche. Okay, a lot of these chicks are in relationships where they feel that they have to compromise some part of themselves. Okay, so they're either they're on one or two extremes. They're either feeling like they have to be the one to compromise or somebody has to constantly be compromising for them. Okay, and that's not love. Love has love has no element of compromise in it. Now, it has sacrifice. Love is definitely sacrifice, but it is not compromise. And so for me, I think, you know, as a mother, if we're talking about mothers and what they can do to empower their children. Like one of the things that I had to go back and correct with myself, again, was, you know, like what kind of, what do I deserve to receive in love? And it was a lot of it was based off of the dynamic that I lived with my mother. Ken, I know you had a dynamic with your mother where it was you had to show up and do things in order to get the love, and even then sometimes it wasn't even given. So that's the aspect that I think needs to be healed. I don't think it's fair to just come at women and say you got it all wrong. I think we got to go back to where it originated. No, no, we got it wrong. Like, like, like we, we, we have it yeah. wrong because we're all under the uh, Romeo and Juliet ideology, right? And the thing about it is what we're all looking for is comfort. We're looking for the best dynamics where we have to give the least and do the least, right? That's what we consider a good life if we're doing the least, right? A a, a woman meets a man, he's rich. Girl, I ain't even got to do done, Right? A guy meets a girl, man, dog. She she make all the food. She the light. The quality of life is based off the least you have to do, not the more you have to do. You don't really hear people say, "Man, I enter the situation, and yo, man, I gotta go hard." And they say that happily. No, 
people are looking for the least amount of work to do in a situation. So the children suffer because now what we're doing is underdeveloping them and we're creating a world that is not the world, right? Um, If we all had to convert to the jungle right now, we would die in 20 minutes, all of us, because now we would be in the real world, okay, where things around here are trying to eat us. Our children would not be equipped because many of us are raising children that make noise all day. They're loud. They don't have to control themselves because there's no threat if they don't, okay? Uh, The man and the woman would be dead because they can't communicate without words, right? So Mm -hmm. our whole dynamic that we have going on, it's not a woman thing. It's a we thing, and it's a social engineering thing where we're not even using our minds. We're using our brains, but we're not using our minds. Right, and we're just acting out a theme. We don't even know what the hell we're doing. Like Coach said, that was real shit. We can't even agree on what love is. So if we can't agree on what love is, how can we be agree what's a good mother? What's a good father? What does that shit even mean to be a mother? What what's it mean? What what is what is the behavior of a great mother? What is the behavior of a great father? And it's relative because it's going to be based on whatever made us feel comfortable. Well, my my dad was great. Why? Because he um he he got me something to eat. Or my dad wasn't great. Why? Because he had my mother. So it's going to be very very subjective. But if we can't agree on love, right? And there's going to be a different definition. And how can we agree on what's a good mother? And what is what is and, and we're only gonna know that based on the behavior of the children. So what is acceptable and great behavior? Right? So I think we have to shrink it and come down to and and, and, and come to terms and agree on what is bomb ass motherhood, what's bomb ass fatherhood, what's a bomb ass relationship, and what is the best relationship that is gonna produce the illest type of children? That's important. What's the blueprint? Instead of us mm-hmm. saying supposed to, let's. What's the archetype mother? Virgin Mary. Yeah. Hmm. Because what did she didn't even do shit to be dope though? What did she do? <laughs> Low body count. What the hell? Like, did she breastfeed? What the hell did she do? <laughs> Who is is, is, it, is it? Is it Isis? Is it all set? Who's the mom? Hmm. Hmm. This is important because in European culture they have motifs. They have they have things. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte is the standard for war. Uh, General Patton. Uh, they go back to ancient Greece. Uh, Pythagoras and Socrates. Okay, so for us, who is our archetypes? Because this is important. So we have a place to draw from. <laughs> Was that the angel music coach? <laughs> so so who would you say, Ken? 
if you had to give your archetype for the bomb ass mother, what we, you might let's not let's not start with picking a person. Let's just give some qualities. No, I have to pick it. No, we we always have to go into the realm of uh, imagination, and this is so fucked up that I have to say this. Do you know our archetype, our character from Hollywood? This is fucked up, right? We can't really go into the mythology. Our archetypes are gonna, our our archetypes are gonna be Claire Huxtable. Like that's fucked up. Because <laughs> your archetype still has to be a statue. Like, where do we even go pay reverence? Who's the hmm. great mother? So, so, so if if the mothers are out of pocket, technically they're not because there ain't no blueprint. Who wrote the book? Coach. You got an archive? Kair. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know. He got to be on. The show's still rolling. We'll keep it moving. Um, yeah, but that's, in, that's you know that's that's important because if 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 <laughs> wait a minute, if you, my bad. Okay. okay. My bad. My drawing was. I don't know what was going on over here, but um, he, he was looking the, for the archetype. Go ahead, bro. Coach. He might have muted himself again. Kair. Okay. So, oh, okay. So let's keep it moving. So until we come back, um, so Ra, like, is is wait a minute. Why don't okay. you want to keep going okay. on? Okay. Let me just stop touching stuff. All right. So okay. <laughs> my point is that's step two. <laughs> step one is the forgiveness. Step two is creating the archetype. And right now the oldest thing we got that had success, a faithful husband at the crib, and children that went to college and discipline right was Claire Huxtable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, and I was a avid TV watcher. I'm not going to pick Florida Evans, and I'm not, because you only had three, you only had three sisters to pick from. You had Florida Evans, you had uh, uh, Weezy Jefferson, and you had, um, you had Claire Huxtable. Now, unless somebody else came through. Don't forget Rod's mom. Rod's mom for what's happening. She was hardly at home. She was hard. She was hardly at home. That's why I didn't bring her up. She was hardly at home. She was hardly at home, and she was. What about um? What's 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 the mama on Fresh Prince? What's her name? I don't think she counts. Though, she's not in this. She's not. She ain't old. She got to be from the 70s. She got to be like from the 60s. She got to have some history. We could, we could, we, we might could use, we might could use Anvil, but Anvil had a whole lot of cake though. She was caked up. You know what I'm saying? They was the only, they was the only one that had like a butler. You know, they only, they was the only one that had a servant. You know what I'm saying? Every, every, I'm talking about a regular mom. A regular mom 
You know what I'm saying? That Chip was like, we out of pocket, like he said. All we have, all the women have in the alchemy that they've been using, I'm sorry, in the base metal they've been using is savagery. Go for self. You know what I mean? Like, we have to start saying and, and taking initiative and saying, I am going to create. Like, for me, I love the whole clean clean the womb and women get together and let's have magic and all this other type of stuff. But now when I think about it, because I'm a nosy-ass investigator, my degree's in professional history, and I'm an ex-hotepper and Illuminati specialist, and all my thinking right now, I don't see a group who's saying this is what the ideal mother currently is looking like. Because like he says, if it's offset or uh, something like that, you really don't have no real storybook example. Like offset's husband got jacked up and cut, and so she had to find him and put him back together. So that seemed like that would be stressful as hell. And after the war, you don't hear no more out of her. Then I, uh, uh, um, who'd you say first? The other, your other, um, the other chick, the other, um, oh, uh, the Virgin Mary. We don't even know if she prayed or not. You, you don't really have no, uh, no conversation about how she kept house or what she did for Joseph. Like there's the whole missing story of what was the household of Jesus, you know, going down like from man and from woman. So this alchemy of the single mom, I'm really feeling their plight. And I know why the, so many people are on the line tonight is because they're like, shit, tell us. Tell us, man, so we can start implementing it. Put something in the incubator. You know what I'm saying? And But it's got to be the vision. Vision has got to be, has got to be, because that's a tangible asset that women bring to the table better than men. You all are the visionaries. To me, that's the third step. Y'all got to be the visionaries. Y'all don't have the site. Y'all don't have the reference guide, so then you have to create it. Y'all going to have to be the, the mom MacGyvers. The M and MacGyver going to have to stand for mom. Y'all going to have to create something out of nothing that hasn't been there so that history will tell your story. They're trying to destroy Absolutely. Camille. They're trying to destroy Camille right now by not even mentioning her name. Oh, look at how your husband did. Look at how your husband. Camille needs to be down on the blog talk show every week. She should have something to say every damn week. Every time somebody come out, she should have her own damn show right now. Cause she well, what violence. would they be destroying, though? What would they be destroying, though? She doesn't have a... What it what would be what would be her methodology? Like what what's the module? Like, you know what I'm saying, Coach? Like, you know how you got the Kabbalion, you got principles, you got the seven liberal arts. These things, these concepts, the the uh they have to be like in principles. So yeah, you yeah, you could destroy the image. But what is the what is the principle? She didn't lead anything, so technically for our culture, we can't say there is a such thing as bad mothers because we're not – there's no contrast compared to what? We thought a good woman back in the day was a woman that just stayed home. That was the qualification. Just stay home and mind your husband, and that was a good woman, and, ma- and make everybody food. But for her to be good, she at least has to be enjoying the quality of her life, right? So that matters. So we have to take into consideration. So, like you said, Camille, if they, they're not, she didn't leave anything. She's just a face. So who? So 
we can't even say, even my mama, you know, I had my things when she was alive, but technically I got to release her and say, you know what? I can't even compare you to anything. What's the motto? There is no standard ideal of black motherhood. There's never been one. And usually it comes from mythology. It comes from the imagination realm, right? Because at the end of the day, uh, European culture, the Virgin Mary is white. So that's in their image. Oh, man, you need to be like her. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? For what's what's our thing? And that's super important, bro, right? Because eventually we're going to have to look at our behavior and compare it to something to know if we're on the right track, quote, unquote, or not. It's really important to consider is that I, I, can we look at a model, and we've already decided that we don't really have one, but should we be looking historically for a model that's going to fit the dynamics of what women are dealing with today? And I don't think that we can reach back and find a woman that we could, trans, that we could take from her from that uh, time frame put in these dynamics and she still stand up as being the model. And so that's why I said, what are the criteria? Because the, the, the bomb ass mother of today has to deal with things that these mothers never even considered. Like we talked about coach, you mentioned all the women you mentioned were married. We, this show is about single mothers who are, may not ever be married, may not even want to be married. They may not even be on their agenda, but that doesn't stop them from being a bomb-ass mother. So what are those criteria? Because I know that's what people are looking for us to help guide them on. And so, like, for me, as a single mother, um, I think that one of the bombest criterias that uh, a mother has to be have is an ability to honestly, honestly look at herself, the choices she's making, and take accountability for it. So it's accountability like 360 degrees. And that's not something that you would necessarily see emulated in a mythological figure. I mean, it might be alluded to, but we're talking about building and creating the new woman, the new mother. So that's my criteria. And, and, and I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from the people that are on the line. What, are your, what do you think these criteria should be? Let's build her right now. Let's build Supermom. I'm taking notes. Hmm. Supermom, Supermom got a Supermom. Um, I'm co-signing honesty. Supermom got a head of four virtues. Supermom got to be honest to herself at all times because of the fact that she's trying to create this dynamic super child to help save the world. If I can get all the moms to say, yo, I'm honest so the child can see that, so she can have a degree of transparency, like that's number one. The second the second virtue is she got to have humility. You know what I'm saying? Like the cat fighting and the cattiness shit that goes on, like that's got to be like thrown out the door. So she got to be, she got to have a a level of humility, but not that she plays herself short, though. There's a real thin line between being humble and then saying, I'm going to pretend I'm weak. No, you can still be Beyonce and still be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you don't spit on people, you know what I'm saying? So humility is number two. And then uh, patience. She got to be patient, you know what I'm saying? She um, she got to re- – and, and, and patience patience doesn't mean waiting. The definition for patience is I will put the needs of others before that of my own, but not the greedy. I think a lot of women try to get their stripes and try to get their good mom stripes by put, putting greedy mofos in front of them, including their children. I'm really sick and tired of a woman then, – so then she can turn around and say, well, I put, uh, I'm not succeeding because I had to front for my kids and all this. No, your, your children are greedy. Look at them right now, though. You can look at them till about 8, 9, 10, 11 years old whether the child is greedy or not. So she has to have a sense of discernment in order to be patient. And then the fourth one, she has to have sincerity. You know what I'm saying? She, she can't be out here compromising. She got to be like Cinderella. Cinderella said, I'm staying at the crib and staying in my integrity. You know what I'm saying? She can't be out here just like, yo, I'm going to compromise my stuff. So to me, Superwoman, her first four things she got to have is those four virtues, honesty, humility, patience, and sincerity. And one of the reasons she got to have that is because in the relationship, she's the magnet. Like the sorriest-ass woman still rules magnetism. The sorriest-ass man still rules electricity. So whatever you're putting out there is what you're going to attract. So if she's got honesty, if she's got humility, if she's got patience, if she's got sincerity, then that's what she's going to primarily attract. You know what I'm saying? So that's me first. I'm going to just pass the mic after that right there. We do got two callers on the line. I want to get to them uh, before we get way, way in. But I but I want to hear what Ken has and then what Ra has as we build this person. We'll see what we got on the line. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I definitely think you guys brought me here to come with the game. And be honest, I'm going to go in a little different direction, and I say this with love, everybody. Um, and I'm only saying this is because – uh, I see my mother in unsuperwoman like situation, right? So uh, it's going to come out hard, but I'm going to bring it home and I mean it with love. When I think of superwoman, I think of a ruthless ass bitch. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think of someone that is like Olivia Pope um, to compete <laughs> in America. Um, not soft at all. Um, mm-hmm. but, but she's only soft when an imposing force can put her in that softness. Though. So the person that makes her soft, they have to be a certain type of energy. But without that energy, she's cold as hell. Uh, she's cunning, right? She's poised. She moves like an eastern star, right? She listens. She is... She doesn't just, you know, on some Steve Harvey shit. No, uh, think I think like a man. No, no, no. She thinks reptilian because when she goes outside, she's trying to finesse, right? I'm talking about a, a mother that's aggressive because every female species for her cub is aggressive when it comes to food. Um, mm. I think mm. that, you know, trying to push the mother with a child into some type of submission that is endangering the child because it's anti-nature because there's no submissive female species. They all hunt. And 
And I think right now, especially if there's not if they're not going to have a male counterpart, then they're going to have to be in both brains, their mammal brain and their reptilian brain, right? And I think it it is um, to the advantage of us guys when we kind of try to turn that frequency off and no baby need to be soft and you need to be meanwhile we finesse it. So if I was a child again, I would love to be the son of a mother that is cold as fuck and, and uses her mind. The universe is mental. So she uses her mind to put food in our mouths and she sets herself up and this family up for legacy, legacy, the same thing we would tell little boys, that's what a super mom would be. Legacy name. Have your name on colleges. Have your name on street corners. You know what I'm saying? Make them build statues of you. Go out here and compete and use your pussy as a weapon. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> she needs to be using that pussy as a weapon. Can I remember what Yeah, for sure. Mom? told me was you better suck the right dicks and that's real like <laughs> if she don't know how to use that that get put her in a position of power uh, to better her position to better her children's position and it's not a prostitution whoring herself out because again she's not compromising but she is using everything in her toolbox to improve the lives and situations of her children so, the Forrest Gump mama, the Forrest Gump yeah. mama, have to have to go in one time when she needed to get something from Forrest. Did one of them teachers come over? Forrest <laughs> needed to pass, didn't he? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was soft too. Mhm. Yeah. She was quote unquote a lady too, right? Yep. And that was my next point, was that you have to be able to really balance this masculine and feminine energy. And what we see right now is women on two opposites. You either got these damsels in distress who can't get out and get nothing for themselves, is looking for somebody to provide everything, or you have the hardened woman, independent woman, who is so used to getting everything on her own that she can't allow and can't be receptive. Okay, so she has to be right there in the middle, and she has to know how to flip that shit when at the right situation. Um, because, you know, in order for her, it's, it's impact. You can look at the, the state of the children right now and how they're – you see how these hormones and everything is unbalanced, and it's because these women are on two opposite ends of these polarities. So for me, she has to be able to balance that. She has to know how to put her magic first. She has to be able to look past what um, circumstances are presenting to her every single day. Look past being broke. Look past that I don't have no support. And to be able to go within, use her mind, like you said, use her magic, use her will, use her emotion. So she has to have emotional um not just responsibility but what's the word we use um oh my gosh i can't think of it right now intelligence emotional intelligence she has to know and recognize 
how to use her emotions as guidance and not to be a slave to her emotions. And see, this is why human coding is so important because it helps women, like, get past the bullshit. So, like, what women have to realize is that, you know, it's not the events that you've gone through that are influencing the way you are moving. It's how you perceive them. And so if you can get past that perception of it, then you can use that event to do whatever you want. You can use the energy and emotion that comes from that to do whatever you want, and that's your magic. And a lot of women are just being victims and slaves to the emotion. So I know I touched on a few different things, but balancing that masculine feminine energy, Mm. knowing how to use her emotions for magic, and uh, I think that was it. So what? Who, who do we have on the line, Coach? <laughs> the call-in number is 917-889-3803. Ross, I'm going to just skip straight to that. Yeah, thank you all for holding. We're going to bring you all in here. You got, definitely got some hands raised up in here. If you want to get in on this, you got some comments, questions, feedback, or you want to add on, definitely uh, just press 1. I got you. First off, 614-694. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the 614-694. Your mic is wide open. Hello? Hello. Hello. My name is Carlotta. I'm calling yes. from Columbus, Ohio. I yes. How you doing? Yeah. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I absolutely, absolutely agree with, was it Ken? Is his name? Yes, ma'am. The guy that was talking yes, about the, the the nature. I sit up and watch the Nature Channel all the time. I grew up watching it, and I can't agree with you more. Being hard as as a as a female, sometimes it gets the job done, but you can't be so hard that you can't have your children listen to you. You know, there are times when they can get so hard-headed, but you have to take a soft hand to them. It's like in monkeys and birds. If you see your children and when they need to get out, you have to push them with a hard hand at that time because they, then they need to learn their way in nature. When I first learned that I was going to be taking care of my daughter for the rest of my life without her dad, she was unborn. He told me he didn't want to be bothered with me. After loving on me and what have you, I did my cry and got up and my mother told me, she said, this is your baby. You know, you're going to take care of it. You have to do the best that you can. So by examples, you know, somewhere along the way, I knew that I just had to get out there and do it. I knew that revoked my privileges of being a, a thought or somebody that wanted to go out and drink and smoke and what have you. I had her. And I had myself. That's all I had. So paying attention to some of the things that were going on um, with my mom, I had the example of just going out there and just doing it. I had to just do it. I didn't have a, um, you know, a coaching, if you will, you know, if, if for lack of a better word, to just have to go out there and just do it myself. I had to, you know, get her milk and just make sure she was nurtured. As she got older, 
I still had to have that same frame of mind. I couldn't think about, I, you know, I really didn't have the time to be hurt. I didn't have the time to be, you know, up to do for myself, you know, go have fun and that kind of thing. I just had to pretty much woman up. You know, from uh-huh. those times, you know, just having the tools, you know, some tools. You know, I grew up in the project. You know, there weren't a whole bunch of um, programs around to say, hey, you you know, you're this and you're that. You're you're so much more than this and so much more. than Some of that you had to just learn on your own, you know. I'm a firm believer in teaching children, but how do I teach her when I don't know, you know? So as far as being... Um, that's one thing. The next thing was when I when she did her brother came along years later. There was no television. There was a strict hand. You have to get up and go to school. No, I'm not waking you up. You're washing your own clothes. You're doing this for yourself because these are tools you're going to need later. I'm not doing it for you. So those are the mm-hmm. things I had to lead them in their life to um, to know that they're going to be on their own. As far as tools, mm-hmm. you know, so I strictly okay. believe in <clears throat> a lot of what you guys are saying. You hit a lot of uh, nails on the head. I wish a, a lot more of our young young mothers uh, bringing the younger children up have a different that have a different frame of mind than we do, or have access these kind of tools and listening to their elders also because we're going to be their elders one day. Are we going to go looking for them and tell them? Do we make them phone calls? You know, do are we going to reach out to them? Because now my time passed. I'm an old bird now. You know, I'm getting up in my age and I can't say, I can't be trying to go out here um, hanging in the club. I can't go out here uh, bopping around or what have you. You know, just to make myself feel good all the time. It, it has to do with priorities. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. For sure. Good well, stuff. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, thank I want to. I want to ask you. I want to ask you a. I want to ask you a question before you go. You said something that was um, really powerful. That. Um, I think reflects millions of women, you know, that your first child's father said, I don't want to have anything to do with you, and you told yourself, because you just repeated it back to to us, and you said, I'm going to have to do this on my own for the rest of my life. Why did you choose, why did you, why did you choose to say, I'm going to do this on my own the rest of my life because he's not going to help me versus saying, um, well, what he won't do, another will. Some other man is going to come along, and I'm still a great catch, and they're going to help me raise the child. What? Tell me, t- tell me why you chose one over the other. I wasn't looking uh, for anyone else. Um, at the time, I thought that we, he and I, were going to be a, a couple, and we were going to raise her. I had in my mind, you know, like you guys were saying before, the ideal mother, father, child in the same household, 
this perfect thing I had in my mind. You know, once I got with a guy, I knew I was going to be with him. Once that was gone, I just knew that it was going to be my own responsibility. I didn't look for anybody else. No one approached me. You know, back then it was, you know, a time where when it was shunned upon for girls to have um, babies. Nobody mm-hmm. approached you and to help take care of you. You know, they didn't, didn't no man want to take care of a child that wasn't his, especially if he, we were young, you know, I was young. They were young. So I I had it in my mind then there there wasn't going to be any other guy coming to take the responsibility, and they didn't, you know, of her dad for a long time. So, so, so did you ever? Uh, you said that she had a brother. Did did uh, when you got pregnant with your second child? Did he? come in as a father figure for your daughter and your son? He did. Um, he did. He came in um, as a, um, like he wanted to fulfill that, but it really wasn't what he wanted. It, he wanted to be with me, so he had other agendas. I soon found out. And after um, I had I got pregnant with my son, he wasn't happy. You know, you know, they just like my son, first son's father, my first daughter's father. It was like they were happy until the big responsibility came along. But nonetheless, I had to take up that again. Okay, well, if he's not going to do it, I can't entrust in him to um, fill those shoes, so to speak, to just move mm-hmm. on. I couldn't just sit there and nest about it. I couldn't just stew. You know, there were still things, bills needed to be paid. I needed to go out and make a living for the three of us now. So when my son turned, I think he was uh, a year, you know, you, you, you always think something's wrong with you whenever somebody else acts up or doesn't want to be bothered with you. But you still move. You still move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like, um, I had my, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a, I'm about uh, to give you some real. I'm, hold on, Rocker. This is my line of question, and you can come in and chime in after this. But I'm about to give you some real cold game right here. And at, at first, it may sound a little radical, but that's how I do. But I want you to digest the totality of what I'm about to say first, and everybody he's listening. Sing, I know what he's going to say, and it's going to sting a little bit. But go ahead, Coach. Ken already told you that you basically you just described that you were against nature. You just said I was romantic and I gripped and held on to romance and I listened to people outside of me and I shut my mind down and I shut me down to the possibility of having something else because of other circumstances, which all were formed around this romantic ideal that you had when you was like, well, since it ain't going to be him, it can't be nobody. And to me, that's the other piece of alchemy that single moms better get, is you better get some freaking bounce back. Like, that's the most bullshit. Like, that is the most selfish thing. And 
that 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 you can do. I'm and and now I'm speaking for your child. Your your son can't say this now because he ain't old enough to say this. But it was the most fucked up thing that my father did by not bringing another woman around when he and my mother got divorced. It was the most fucked up thing that my mother could do by saying, if my father can't do this, then no other man could do it. I didn't give a fuck whether it was my daddy. I needed another man there so I could see certain man shit. I needed another man there, and that is the part, that's the self, most self-destructive shit that I see women of all cultures doing with that romance bullshit to say, oh, well, if it ain't him, because, you know, I had an ideal. He was my first. He was my third. We got pregnant. He was supposed to stay here. But, oh, well, since it ain't him, um, these bills got to get paid some kind of way. So I'm going to shut all the other three and a half million men out in the world. And since he can't do it, then I'm going to hold this in and I got to do it myself. I'm here to tell you that that was bullshit. That's all you knew right then, but, I'm, but if nobody comes and tells you that that's bullshit, then you won't be able to forgive yourself for that. Like, you got to go back and be like, damn, I could have done that shit differently. Because when I ask you why you chose the other one, you came back and reinforced. Well, you know, Coach, I was romantic. You know what I'm saying? And you know how romantic folks do. No, I don't know. I don't. And I don't give a fuck because that's what's fucking our relationships up. Not the alchemy. But the romance, the romance is the opiate, man. You can't operate. What do they tell you? Um, you can't drive when you're drunk. Why you can't drive when you're drunk? Because you because your senses are dulled. When you are romantic in something, especially in raising a child, your senses are dulled. And I, as a child, can't have you out there as a mama driving around in life with your senses dulled because you're saying, well, you know, it was shunned upon and everything that you're telling me is a part of the program that you adopted and was like, well, this is going to be the story that I'm telling. That's not your story. You heard that from some other place. I know that because I've heard that from other women who don't know you. I've heard that exact. I was over here mouthing what you were going to say next. All my questions, I knew what you were going to say. I knew every answer that you were going to say because I've heard it thousands of times. It's in every television program. You ain't just watching the Nature Channel. You flicking over, looking at, looking at a little reality TV. You looking at a couple of soap operas. You looking at a couple of the news. The news when they talk about uh, 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 um, um, child support or whatever. The best child support is get you a new nigga. And how do I know it works? Because scientifically, there's somebody called Serena and Venus Williams. Venus and Serena Williams' mama already had three three children, and they were Muslims. And she was not with her father of those three daughters. And then she met Venus. She met a man who was a Jehovah Witness who was like, yo, I'm going to get you pregnant. We're going to switch over to being Jehovah Witness, and we're going to have two more babies, and they're going to change how we live. And that is, he, he's not an anomaly. There's a lot of men out there. So the other thing that single women and your alchemy have to realize is you can't start shutting down because that one guy didn't do what you wanted him to do. If you got a beef and you said, I got to do this, that's a sign that you're a control freak. You can't be a control freak in, a, in, um, in, in parenthood because that's what you 
are showing the child, yo, you got to be a control freak too. Whatever it is, you got to do to manipulate the situation, and you got to manipulate the situation. And if it don't go your way, take your ball and go run away and say, well, this is my game. I play how I want to. This is my child. No, it's not your child. It's the world's child. It's the community's child. So you have mm-hmm. to. You That's a responsibility. That's a responsibility of you saying, hey, I can't show them but so much from the, from, from, from the mom perspective. I got to get out here and say, yo, I got to let my child see what it looks like for to interact with another child right now while they are impressionable. Because if I don't, they're going to get it from these streets. And that ain't what you want. If I really, I really love my child. I can't stand that my mama let me still be fucking up and fucking up a whole lot of great relationships because I never saw her dealing with another man. I don't even think my mama had sex again after she broke up with my daddy in 19. And she was, she was 32 in her prime. And I know I'd have had sex with a whole bunch of 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. I'd have, hey, that's some good sex right there. And my mom was a Scorpio too with a Gemini rising. Shit, I know what she got inside of her because she gave it to me. You see what I'm saying? I can only, and I, can only I, 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 I take that 100% of what I didn't know. Um, what I did know is I did try to align the both of them up with the men in my life. And they became, they weren't lovers. They weren't lovers at all. They weren't my mate. They weren't lovers. You know, you know, my brothers, my three brothers, which is their uncles, but I had friends. You know, it was just a few, but I didn't date for a good little while because I felt because like, and I was official. I didn't so, date for a little while because I was working. You know, I didn't get yeah. approached. You know, there was no outlet. And, you know, I, I do remember at one point in time I did, um, somebody did try to date me, and I didn't pursue him because it wasn't the, I knew it wasn't the right time. He was leaving the, um, the country. But we didn't hook up as lovers. There were friends, you know, and I did, they, they were around dinners and family functions and that thing, but I do, you know, agree with you about everything that you said in the not know. But getting older and especially listening to other people's relationships and things of that nature, you know, it was a fuck up and it was my own doing, you know, a lot of the time. You know, and it was just taking responsibility for uh, some of that. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. You know, there was and nobody so, saying, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, finish the thought. Finish. There was nobody saying these particular things that you said. There was no men giving any woman any type of game. Mm-hmm. There weren't no men talking to me saying anything other than they wanted to, you know, sleep with me. I don't want to hear that. I have a child. I have children. I have a life. I have family that I have to support. and I have to be in my right frame of mind. And then at that time I was a bitch. At that particular time I was a bitch because if if this stuff don't go right the way it's supposed to, and you just here for your own agenda, then it can't. I can't allow you to be around my children. So I would, you know, some a lot of that what you said was true, and I could take it on the chin. You know, it do sting a little bit, yeah, but that's what that come with growth. That's growth. That's that's absolutely that's. 
ain't nobody ain't nobody ain't nobody talking to these young people like you talking to them talking to me i mean they they're not and I can tell you that because i I came from a place where drugs started. I came from a place where I watched one life turn into something completely different a whole year later. My mom was the only mom cooking. It was only one or two families with a father in the household, and ours wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. My my dad had a family clean outside of ours, four children and mm-hmm. a child somewhere else. So a lot so, of so um, you forgive them all. Wait, wait, wait. So you yeah, forgive I forgave. Them all. I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. But I didn't know that's what that was at the time. There was nobody talking about forgiveness in the middle of the projects. Right, and we're not gonna beat you up, sis. I want to. Oh no, no, somebody. I don't take it as a beat up. I don't. Yeah. I really don't. This is this is for my daughter and my son to hear. Absolutely. You know, I want to shed some light on it because mm-hmm. from from the perspective of how to heal it and why it occurs. Okay, so what so many women suffer when when we have these babies and these relationships don't work out, and the fathers let us down in whatever way. It's like it's a it's it's we experience this loss. It's it's like a violation, really. Okay, and that impacts your sacral chakra. It impacts your womb. And what ends up happening is, as, as we come out of this, we end up trying to grasp for control in any way that we can. The energy of the sacral chakra is about creativity, but it's also about control. It's about money. It's about power. It's about all those things that we use around us to try to gain control of our environment is all the same energy. And so when we're in a relationship and things fall apart and we are completely out of control, our next action and our most common defense is to try to regain control in whatever way we can. And so that's why you see women saying, I'm just going to take this all on my own. I'm going to control the situation. I'm not going to be vulnerable and let anybody in. Now, see, you thought that you were doing the right thing by going into a relationship with a man, but because you hadn't healed that part of you that couldn't be vulnerable, you attracted a man that wasn't going to be able to be vulnerable and be loving in the way that you really needed him to be. Mm -hmm. You said it was like a complete setup for that, and it's not your fault, but if you you had had the information and had been able to do the healing work, then you would have attracted a different set of circumstances. And so that's where the alchemy comes into play. And so you have the extreme of women that want to control it where I'm not going to let anybody in. This was me. Even though I was in relationships and I thought that I was having men around my son, I was attracting men that I knew could not fill the shoes, could not show up the way that I needed them to. And then what I would do is the argument that we would have was, oh, you're not meeting my needs. You don't even know what I need. You're not trying to meet my needs. But at the end of the day, I wasn't even being real with my own needs. I hadn't even healed that part of me. And so this is where women have to take that accountability so that they don't repeat these cycles. We have to be, as part of being that strong mother, you have to be receptive to your needs being met and your need, your biggest need being met is somebody coming in as a loving father to that child. I was in denial of that for a long time. I'm mm-hmm. number one, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D. I, I'm that, like I was that to the T, not no more, but I had to do the work. 
Thank you guys. I appreciate this. This is this is like the the frosting on the cake. Coach Kair, you're the best. You guys, I love listening to you. This is shedding a light and giving a lot of healing. You know, I don't mind if you speak up in those places where it's thing. That's what we need, you know. Thank you, sis. We appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you so much for your support. You and your, and your transparency. Right. Don't hang up and go nowhere because, you know, we still got the after party. We still got two more callers. And Ken didn't even, he just sitting over there in the cut. I know he got some pure smoker. To, uh, to 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 put on that situation where you just heard. I'm, so I can you want to can you want to give us just a little bit of game before we go to the next caller? I don't want to I don't want to short nobody. I don't want to short anybody. Oh man, I'm a, you got I'm something a, that you want to build? Oh on. shit. I mean, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Can you hear me? Oh, oh, okay, sis. Look. Yes. That's that's just the game, huh? You know what I'm saying? You win, you lose. You shoot the basketball, you miss some shots. But you hear, you got a story, and that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That, like, it, it, you know, it's just the ups and downs and the highlights of life. You feel me? And that's just the shit that go down. And sometimes, you know, we we, um, we are a little too hard on ourselves because we want to be perfectionists in, in a game that's full of different variables and probabilities. You know what I'm saying? So... You never know what a what a what a nigga going through. You never know what a man is going through. He on his own path. He on his own path. Sometimes shit is forever. Sometimes the shit is five minutes. You know what I'm saying? At, at the end of the day, we all traveling, and we all traveling to a point that no motherfucker come back from. So you don't even gotta be hard on yourself. It's a big ass, humongous world, and that what you've been through is just a moment in time. But but the ill thing about the moment in time kinda seemed like it never happened, huh? Because technically did it. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to relive it, you can create some new shit. And when the days you feel like mourning, go ahead and mourn. And the days you feel like keeping a pushing, keep it pushing. But just to sum it up, it's just a moment, sis. You know what I'm saying? Just these little bruises of ordinary people, man. This shit happens. You feel me? But keep mobbing and keep your legs moving. That's all. Tie your shoes up. Keep your legs moving. And let the wind be at your back. Yeah, word. You said that. You said that. All right, thank you so much, Carletta. Um, just stay in the cut. You know what I'm saying? Stay with us and definitely keep tuning in. And thank you for sharing the show on your social media. Thank you for sharing the replay. And we just appreciate you. Definitely respect your story. And like Ken said, keep mobbing, man. Keep mobbing. It ain't over. It's young. I just, man, I got, a, I got a story to tell in a second, but let me get over here and make these announcements. Also, tonight's show is brought to you by what? Coach K Astrology. Dot info. They're having a big-ass We Moving sale over there. Everything is 50% off until Sunday. If you ain't never tasted that relationship strategy consultation, if you ain't never had a spiritual destiny reading, if you ain't never had an astro strategy consultation, I'm talking about a natal chart reading put on steroids by someone who's got almost 18 years in the game as a professional astrologer. Like, this is my heart and soul, and I'm about to move that whole website 
So I'm giving people the opportunity to come get tight before this next Mercury retrograde hit them upside the head. So the promo code is Live Free 50. Live Free 50. Write it down. Go over to Coach K Astrology.info or the whole site, CoachKyer.com, period. Everything over there is 50% off. Hustle University books, the, the Learn Astrology course is 50% off. If you got questions, you can just hit me up. I got a contact box over there, or you can hit me up on Facebook on my DM or whatever. Also, Ken Brisbane. Good Lord. Listen, dealings and not feelings. Do you got the latest book? He, he got the ebook game on lock. The ebook game is on lock. So you need to be over there utilizing the tools. You got tools, rules, and jewels. These are things that you need to be putting in your arsenal. We're not here just to entertain you. We're here to edu- educate you at the same time. All right? That's why we call it knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. Don't be like the other ones out here suffering and upset about what they don't have. You are in a position right now. The creator got you on this point where you are right now, no matter what you came through, this is where you're supposed to be at. If you're listening on the computer, you need to call in for the after party, 917-889-3803. Don't keep listening on the computer like you did last week. You're getting ready to get cut off. 917-889-3803. Please call in for the after party. We're getting ready to turn on the bubble machine, the disco light bulb, and we're getting ready to, like, fill all the champagne bottles up with Mad Dog. It's getting ready to go to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? So we're smoking loud for the rest of the night. No more of that mid-grade. You know what I'm saying? The kids should be long in the bed. We've got two more callers to go, and we're just getting warmed up. So this is Trio Alchemy Radio. Man, I would love to like play a song right here for y'all, but it's just too hot right now. I can't do that to go to no sounds like that. Also, Ken, please give them that game number. You need game in the middle of the night, you need to be hitting these digits. Ken, tell them how they can get in contact with you. Oh man, there ain't no thing. Eight 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 five six five eight seven three four. I wake up out my sleep, you know. Eight 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 five six five eight seven three four. Make sure you go to Kimberlyfond dot com and cop that lady drink because it's dealing with these kind of topics right here. So that's eight 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 five six five eight seven three. Let's keep the party yeah. moving, baby. Next caller on the line. Caller from the three six one five six three. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, I'm Leslie. I'm calling from Austin, Texas. Um, I just wanted to connect this. Hi. Um, I just wanted to connect this subject of archetypes to uh, everything the last caller was talking about. Um, And I know, like, in our community, you know, uh, it's like once you have a kid, you're just supposed to, like, lay down and die. Um, You know, you shouldn't date. Um, you can't even think about getting married anymore. But um, <laughs> uh, and um, I, I think that the subject of archetypes, like they're not just mythological. And um, I know, like in our community, like we mostly have like jesters to look up to, right? Like people on the TV, people in sports, and uh, singers and whatnot. So, um, but there's archetypes all around us. Like, your biggest archetype might be, um, you know, somebody you meet uh, in Bahrain or something who's living her, you know, her best life. Like, I know one one person that actually made a difference in my life was Sierra. Um, you know, when she got with Russell Wilson, like, that, like, sort of changed everything for me because 
I was like, you know, I was with my first husband, um, and and he was a hotel. So, you know, constantly I was hearing, you know, um, you know, once you have kids, you know, you can't, you shouldn't be looking for another husband. And he had his mother as his archetype who, you know, once she had kids, she, you know, got snipped and she didn't get married again. Um, so that's, you know, that's the programming that I received from him. But, you know, when I, when I noticed Sierra getting with Russell, I was like, it, it literally shattered everything. You know what I'm saying? And it, she's still, uh-huh. you know, and she still is a, a really good archetype to look up to. Uh, you know, she may not be perfect, whatever, but I mean, <laughs> uh, and I don't even have kids yet. You know what I mean? But it, um, still, it's it, she was a really powerful archetype for me. Also, um, as controversial as somebody, as, as some people think she might be, Meghan Markle and her mother, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. No one knows. No one really knows much about her mom, but um, you know, I know a lot of people are sort of, you know, waiting for more information to see, you know, how she raised her. Um, but but yeah, I think that there's archetypes all around us, and unfortunately, you know, it's like, you know, since we like one of my mentors says, you know, since we birthed all of this. Black people, we birthed all this shit. White people, black people, Arabs, Mexicans, whatever. We birthed the chaos, the darkness, the light. We birthed all of it. So we should be able to pull from wherever. You know what I'm saying? Like any any archetype, any inspiration that we could get, we birthed all of it. So we should be able to pull from wherever we need to. We kind of, you know, many of our many of us are in chaos right now. Some of us thrive in it. Uh, we thrive in the darkness. So we should be able to um, just pull, pull from wherever. And that's all I got. That was Shoot, that's a lot. I should have gave your ass. A, I should have gave your ass an instrumental or something to put on top of all that right there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I should have. <laughs> okay, so quick question. I have a, uh-huh. I have a question. This is Ken. Because you mentioned a few people. You mentioned Megan Marco and you mentioned Sierra. So you trying to get some money? I'm trying to get some money. <laughs> yeah, you trying to get some money. Um, I want my children to be okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, okay. Um, so, and I did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you because you, both of those women got in a position. Well, Meghan Markle already came from royalty, but uh, both of them pretty much in modern times got into a position. So is that the direction that you want to go? Are you trying to are you trying to get in a position? Am I trying to get in that position? Not exactly. Oh. Okay. Um I I want my children to be okay. That's 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 literally it. Uh well more than okay, obviously. Uh, you know, I did just get married again. I got married and the funny thing is I just got married to um, a guy from Saudi Arabia. Um, and, you know, they're supposed to be hella patriarchal. They're supposed to be hella, um, you know, strict. And he's been, I don't know, it, it's just nothing like what people are saying. Uh, hmm. You know, he's very, he's he's very submissive. I mean, not submissive, like, in a bad way. But, I mean, if I, like... If I want him to do something, he's going to do it, you know. Um, 
uh, and and he he respects my opinion before he does anything before he makes any moves. He's always consulting my opinion. Um, I don't okay, know. so you got Russell Wilson. You got a Russell Wilson. Very, that's who that's that's who Russell Wilson is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, yeah, well, not money wise. Yeah, he, he was an he was an accountant. Um, but <laughs> he he ain't at Russell Wilson's money level yet. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but 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 what you're talking about is that character. These are what we consider nice guys. It's a nice guy, mm-hmm. right? It's a nice guy. Okay, are, are are you happy with that? You good with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um, so you got the situation. You found your you found your Russell. All you got to do is just work it. You, you found yeah. you found your Russell. Now, now what I what I what I will say is sometimes the downfall of a nice guy is, and 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 this is you want to curb this, so you want to make sure this doesn't happen. The downfall of an overly nice guy, and that's what a lot of women want. The downfall is he makes you his purpose instead of making things his purpose. Now, the difference between yeah. men and women is women make people their purpose and men make things their purpose. So the highest mm-hmm. achieving men are addicted to things and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And the dopest women are addicted to people, you know, making change mm-hmm. in people's lives, stuff like that. So you, what you don't want to do is make him, you don't want to allow yourself to become his purpose. Because that's gonna fuck the money up. Yeah, I feel that. You don't want to do. If you want your kids to be straight, then you have to make his attention. If he does what you say, you have to make his attention go onto things and not you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's a trade-off. For women that are romance and all that, cool. Then the man is not gonna focus on things and stuff. And eventually, mm-hmm. that shit is going to get you in the poorhouse. Hmm. And yeah. well, what else could get you? <laughs> what else could get you? What else could get you in the poorhouse too? Is this bullshit I'm detecting right now? Of oh no, I don't want my money, but I want my children to be straight. Yo, know, I don't want no. I only want no woman who don't want to be top shotter. Like that, you got that in your womb already. How you gonna tell them? Yo, I want y'all to be really, really good, but now nah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, now nah, I'm gonna go for less, I'm gonna go for less. That means you live in a lot. There's enough for you. There's enough for you and your kids. There's way more than enough for you and them. All of y'all can get have massive money. All of y'all can have money enough to where you pay Russell and Sierra to come over to your house and then tell them to take their ass home. Okay, so don't never get in a position where you somewhere saying, "Well, this is the archetype." And my man ain't got that kind of money yet. But guess what? If Russell money don't go up in five or ten years, then Sierra failed. So you need to be mm-hmm. looking and saying, yo, I'm going to take my take take my man and his money up to where Russell's money is at. The mm-hmm. other archetype right now, too, who we better be looking at is my girl, Mrs. Carter. You know what I'm saying? She, run, she got the beehive, which is her people's, and she taking her man to a billion dollars. And she got three kids. Mm-hmm. And she's and, – and guess – what did what did uh what did Blue Ivy said on on the last album? I never seen a ceiling. 
How does baby damn uh-huh. eight, eight years old talking about I never seen a ceiling? That's because she got uh-huh. it from her mama. So you can say mm-hmm. one thing, but your child is going to take what your energy level is. So when your mm-hmm. daughter or your future children see you encouraging your husband to get more things, like Ken said, make things his purpose, mm-hmm. you put the wind behind and say, you manage him correctly, then guess what you're going to do? Then you're going to be able to be duplicatable. When you have children, that's mm-hmm. the ideal alchemy of a mom. She got to be duplicatable. Is you duplicatable? Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't worried about, like, like Adolfo. Like, if, like when Adolfo finally bring Rob Bay a daughter or a son, shit, we straight. Because he going to be done seeing mm-hmm. the whole transparency. Like, yo, I need to get some bread. We need some more bread up in here. I need some more bread, and you need some. I'm going to be looking good, and you going to be looking good. All that bullshit about, oh, I'm sacrificing so my child can look good. And then that nigga go to jail, and then you spend 18 years putting money on his books. Nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Don't do that. It's okay. I'm giving you permission right now to have all the dough you want and your children. <laughs> and it ain't going to take no money out nobody else's mouth, okay? So mm-hmm. take that home. When you get off the phone tonight, when next time you and your man lay up there and booed up, throw that leverage on him, you know what I'm saying? Or that two-cha-cha, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, and use it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rob, what you mm-hmm. say, Rob, your mama told you? You better be on the right dick. Make sure you own no, it with the right Ken attitude, Brisbane though. Brisbane told me that. <laughs> oh. My, oh. I wish my mama oh, would have okay. told me that. I <laughs> wish my mama would have told me that. That was in a coaching session. He said, you better suck the right thing. Yeah, nah, nah, uh, nah, Ken, Ken Brisbane encourages all women in the world to suck the right cock. It's Ken Brisbane who <laughs> corrupts. It's, it's me. Hey, listen. <laughs> I was in a strip club, okay? So I I support that. <laughs> right. Hey, hey. Your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alchemy are head supporters. This is a head support free a head supporting zone out here. Right. Okay. Head support from different angles, grapefruit techniques, whatever how you want to do it. That's how we are all supporters of that right there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on. Look, check check back in with us, you know what I'm saying, next week. And, um, you know, as this attitude shift happens with you in your life, you know what I'm saying, keep us in the loop, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Mm-hmm. Call her from the hey, 313 Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can hold go off. Go ahead. Got it. Got it. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say um, to Leslie, if you go to um, one of the first things you'll see is the Get Coded Challenge. And that's something that I'm offering for free is to help you really figure out, um, you know, some of these things that we've been talking about, get you into alignment with these true, like the, the core, true aspects of who you are so that you can make that statement boldly and, and change that perspective of, you know, I don't want money and, and really figure out why you why you might have some issues with not wanting it, but you want your kids to have it. So um, I just, anybody, to all the listeners, that's something that's being offered on the site. I just want to put that out there before you bring the next caller in. Okay. Word up. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. 
All right. Caller from the 313-784. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for joining Chill Alchemy Radio. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, what up, though? This is uh, Lorenzo. I'm calling from uh, Virginia, Newport News, uh, and I want to thank you for taking my call. What's up, Lorenzo? How you doing, brother? Uh, what up, though? I'm doing good. Um, I wanted to say <clears throat> that, uh, you know, in light, you know, me being 32 years of age, you know, not being the oldest person but not being the youngest person, I think now uh, in 2018 and just the way things have gone, only speaking about the people I didn't grew up around and the community that I'm a part of or whatnot, I think that it really kind of just needs to be uh, a complete teardown or a complete destruction of um you know how we've been how we've been taught or what we inherited from our parents on how to go out and find the right person um you know it's it's at the point now where you know black men and black women are rivals, and it's so much confusion and it's just so many people doing their own things and I think that we kinda have to kind of we're really gonna have to have uh, one set way you know like customs and traditions and one set moral, righteous way of uh, picking a, a husband or picking a wife. You know, like now, you know, it's all about, you know, trying to uh, see how, you know, like as far as like black manhood, it's all, it's about how many women you can lay down with, how many women, you know, you can, you know, you can run through. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just a whole bunch of unrighteousness and a whole bunch of people with reprobate minds trying to pick somebody and we not we haven't even been sent out there to pick somebody the right type of way. You know they they got us looking at you know how a person complexion, their hair texture, how big their butt is, and a lot of things that's not going to get you the right person. And on the woman's side, there's a lot of things that you know it's just not going to amount to a meaning in relationship. You know, and it's to the point now where it don't even matter if you get to know a person because people minds and their thoughts is corrupt. You know, so, you know, it's, it's at this point with the failures and the amount of confusion and people just doing dishonest, immoral um, things with having no value or having no type of uh, moral code or no type of uh, valor or just nothing, you know, no constructiveness. I just think that just, the way we've been taught, it just needs to be abandoned, Um you know, what we inherited as far as what maybe our parents and our grandparents did, that only worked for them for the most part because at that time you had a more moral and more conservative society. But nowadays it's just not working for us because a lot of us just haven't been taught to respect each other and we don't value um, the, uh, you know, trust and, and loyalty in marriage and this type of things. So... That's what I would say, you know, and I thank you, uh, you know, for letting me speak my thoughts. Definitely, bro. Thank you for, for sharing your thoughts. Hmm. I, I, got a, I got a question, though. I got a question. So, so what you're saying, fam, so say someone is doing all that, right? So, you know, the, the, the things that this can, by the way, so the things you was mentioning. So you do all that. What is the end goal? Well, what I think um, that the reprobate minds that 
you know, they the the people just this okay, like say you got a certain percentage of people, like five percent of the people that's like, you know what, this ain't even working. We we need a whole new custom tradition way of doing it. You gotta let the people that want to stay messed up and stay dysfunctional, you gotta let them fall by the wayside. And the mm-hmm. people that want to, you know, have a, a, a constructive way, a righteous way, a moral way of thinking and treating each other and picking a mate is based on how you know not how good some pussy is or how good a nigga can give some dick and all that type of stuff that we all that type of stuff that we talk now you know just mm-hmm. picking a you know picking a wife and actually waiting to put a ring on her finger before you get some ass from her i think that we're t- we're going to eventually be to that point you know because like i said it's no more loyalty and it's no more doing right like i said i was in the navy and you know, at one time, and like I said, I was a person that greatly contributed to spreading poison. You know, run. You know, believing that my my manhood was based on how many women I can lay down with. And now, like I said, all we are doing is spreading our poison to each other. Because once you done impregnated a woman or been with a person, you know, you you know, you you giving yourself to that person and. You know, you're playing games, and, and a person not going to be the same when you first get knocked there in the dating scene at 17 or 18 or whenever you was out there, as opposed to me being 32 years old and then been through 30 or 40 girls. So that's why I think that, you know, a lot of us that's messed up and still want to fornicate and, you know, and just, you know, like they say, fuck the hoes and, and be at the club. You know, we got to just fall off and let the people that want to, like, move to something better and move to a better lifestyle where – we, it's not, you know, nigga, I don't need you, I'm going to do me, and all that type of attitude and hatred we have now, they can, can go on and succeed, and they start something new and just let, you know, the, the niggas or the dysfunctionals fall off. So that's what I that's what I envision happening. Okay, no, let me say it like, let me rephrase it. So what you're saying is, so if you was explaining this to somebody and they're asking you mm-hmm, why, mm-hmm. What, why? If I do that, what will I receive? What's the benefit of um, not sleeping with a lot of women? What is the benefit of us respecting each other? I mean, the concepts sound great. It's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But, but, but we live in America, right? Exactly. So people, exactly. people want to know, if I do this, what do I get? Because if I get money and I win in dysfunction, why would I do something else if it doesn't lead to the goal? So what's the end goal of what you're saying? Everything you're saying, it sounds it sounds nice. And remember though, morality is very subjective. Right? It's okay. not an all around okay. the board concept, right? Everybody right. your moral code is not remember, I don't know how long you've been on, but we don't have no arts types. So exactly. these concepts exactly. be in the sky. So what's moral to you might not be moral to a dude in Texas, all right? So, exactly. But what I'm saying is when you're saying something like this, especially talking to younger people, you're going to have to create a picture that if you do this, this is what will happen to you or else it's going to sound preachy and then it's going to sound judgmental because that's the majority behavior of the people. Right, That's exactly. The majority and, of the behavior. So why should right. I not do it? Right. Well, I would say, you know, and again, I'm I'm including myself 
in the reprobates and the people that need to be, you know, the need to fall off or the, the, the type of mentality that needs to die out, I should say. I would say that at this point, it's not even about everybody. You know, it's not even about trying to go to Chicago and, you know, go to the South Side and going out and trying to preach to anybody. Um, you got to let, you got to really let the niggas do what they do at this point. Cause like I said, we're in America and people going to do what they're going to do anyway. So you got to let the dysfunctionals and the people that want to continue in the dysfunctional relationships and that you got to let them do what they do. I'm not even, I wouldn't even, I'm from Detroit, Michigan originally. So I, I, I couldn't even go on seven miles to Halen and try to talk any of this to anybody because I know the mentality and I know what I was doing at that time. And I know I wouldn't have listened. So for a lot of people, I said, me, it's, it's too late. You, you got it. You got it, big dog. You want to go out there and do what you do, you got it. I'm not, I wouldn't even, but I said, the people that have a sense of understanding that their behavior or their way of living and thinking might be wrong, those are the people that you go after. Like, the, like you know, like the people that still want to throw singles up on the stage, I hey, I ain't beefing what you do, what you do. I might even come through and we, you know, pop a bottle and whatever. But the people that want to do the right, you know, that want to do a different way of thinking and living and not be so carnal and this type of stuff, you let them separate themselves from the dysfunctionals and the niggas that just want to stay in the same, you know, behavior and the same whoremongering and all that type of stuff. You got to let them do what they do. So that's, I don't know if that answers your question. But I'm saying I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not even trying to go to everybody. I think that all that everybody stuff it played out in the '90s. You know, it's, it's you know, it just go. That's over. You can't reach a lot of the people to try to change them. I, you gotta let them do what they do. You know, so that's how I would answer that. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave off with that. You didn't act, you didn't actually answer what I'm saying, so I'm, I'm I'm gonna just leave off with that. But what I'm what I'm gonna leave you with is if I tell you to work out. I got an image for you. If you work out, you're going to look like this new right there. you be like, oh, shit. If I tell you to practice financial literacy, it is because you can get rich, right? If I tell you to right. if I tell you to make correctly, it's because you can produce, you have the higher probability to produce a better child. The reason why we have to word it like that is because, mm-hmm. bro, I'm just going to be honest with you, ain't nobody trying to hear that shit, man. They just not. That is a way of life. They've been turning up since they was young. So if a person is throwing singles on stage, you and and, and you and you would want them to stop. You have to make it plain and 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 you have to be able to quantify it. Because why should yeah, I but stop? I don't. I don't want everybody. Like I don't want. I, I just, like I said. I'm only going with the minority of people that can change. Like. It to me all the whole like get everybody to do. You said it yourself. We in America, where you can do what you want to do. So it's it's not about that anymore. Where you know we to me I feel like we're remnant status at this point. You know where you it's only a small number, maybe one percent, two percent, other people that want to have productive relationships and want to have a new type of thing. The rest of the people. Don't won't even acknowledge what I'm saying. They won't even acknowledge anything different outside their own reality. So it's not really about everybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to lead the, the twerkers and all that. They can stay in the club twerking. You you know you can have your rights to be dysfunctional. I'm not trying to stop that. I'm just saying that the people 
that want to be better and want to do something different, that they have a new reality and a new custom and tradition of doing it. The twerkers, the strip clubbers, all them niggas, and, you know, they can stay where they at. It's no it's no problem. I'm not beefing with anybody, you know. Say, hey, bro, let me – so this is Trill Alchemy, right? And let me just tell How you, you doing? This is, hey, this is Ra. Um, so it's three hosts on this call, and all three of us have been – our own version of a twerker, of a thought, of a uh, somebody with high body count, all three of us. And Me at too. Some point, Me too. Okay, and at some point we didn't know that this is what we wanted. And so, you know, exactly. this, this platform is about you bringing your filth and helping, you know, you get better. So we don't write nobody off. Now, we do understand that not everybody is going to go, so I'm with you on that. But like Ken said, man, you know, you're in you're in a position where you are still um you know, you're you're moving in around with the same demographic as some of these people that you're calling lost. And for you to be most effective, you have to you gotta drop that us versus them shit. Like, you know, there is going to be your circle, but you don't know who gonna end up coming and seeing things your way. And if you automatically write people off because of the state of mind that they're in right now, then I think you lose out on a lot of opportunity to impact people who may really be priming themselves for your message, okay? That's my only caution. I appreciate that advice. Yeah, no no doubt. Thank you um, for listening, no, man. I was... Um... I'm gonna go back and do the. Um, I'm gonna tell you where you went in at right now. See, when I was 32, I didn't have no career who I could even go and express that conversation that I expressed. The people that I expressed that to when I was 32, they was old fools, and they told me they agreed with me wholeheartedly. And they was like, "Yeah, young blood, you right, you right. We gotta have our own this. We gotta have our own that." And they was all wrong. And they died and got buried on credit. They didn't leave shit behind but debt. You know what I'm saying? There's some YouTube videos. You know what I mean? They lost their cribs. They ain't really, you know what I'm saying, pumped me up with nothing but some but some air. They gave me some jewels, but as far as, like, that whole collective piece, they never went and really dissected that and said, yo, this is the hottest shit you just said, and the rest of that shit, forget it. How the whole thing got to be torn apart, you better hold on to that. What you better throw away is anybody out, anybody besides you doing it. Because Tupac gave you the lyrics, it's just me and my girlfriend. All proper government is in your house. See, let me tell you where the Moors and the Hoteppers fucked up at. They, they disgraced Noble Drew Ali. They disgraced Marcus Garvey. They disgraced Elijah Muhammad. They disgraced the same African ancestor that they were in Kente Claw for because they ain't got no proper government in their household. Some of them same people who had the strip club and twerking and popping bottles and dropping ones, they got more government in their household than these people who claiming, oh, we need to do this collectively. Your first collective is the ark, man, woman, and child. If you can't manage that, that's why I made that video about the strong umbrella game. Why every man must have an umbrella. The other skill that every woman in Trio Alchemy must have is 
your ability to keep a fire. If you can handle the umbrella and she can handle the fire, shit you straight. Then you get a community of those to come around, but you can't organize it. It, ha- it has to happen organically. A lot of people, one of my other booze is in my inbox now. She's telling me, she's giving me some great wisdom of what I need to do, but it ain't organic. You know what I'm saying? I can't make the rose grow upside down. You know what I'm saying? I can't make the tree limb not produce pine cones and it's a pine tree. It's organically going to happen because of the way of nature. The All you have to do is get your government straight and get aligned with nature, and then you'll see your eyes will open up. You'll see something else. You just came off a sad well, return. Can I, can I ask you a, question, a question? Let me finish this last my, piece. My, okay. Your, your, right. your, the way you... Your discerning tool is going to be astrology. Your discerning tool, you the age I was when I started studying astrology. That's when I started, right there where you at. But I ain't had no system, though. I was just winging it. You got to have that discernment with you that's mathematically precise that you can say, that's a fuck boy over there, and standing right beside him doing the exact same thing, that's a man of virtue and character. You're going to have to be able to get that skill and be mathematically precise if you desire to have that joy, that success, or that satisfaction in your life. Control your circle. Control your circle. You be the change in the world that you want to see. Now ask me what you got. I would, my, my platform would be, I would just, just say, okay, say I was walking up to y'all three on individuals. We, on, we in the street somewhere, and I walked in and I said, you know, y'all was having the same discussion at the, at the corner, on the corner at the bus stop or whatnot. And I walked up to y'all, and I was like, well, um, you know, I have been recently put up on some game or whatnot. Uh, how, how would y'all, would y'all want to listen to me or come, you know, talk with me? Um, I found out about a new or about a way of living that's based upon morality, upon righteousness, upon, you know, um, not lusting in your heart, not no more fornication, but it's, it's certain rules. We don't have certain customs and rules and traditions and ways of life, you know, so we can have productive marriages and productive relationships and have productive households and have, you know, peace, love, and happiness and all the domestic disputes and all this type of stuff we have now within. And I would ask y'all three or whoever on the line, would you say yes or no? And, and, and like I said, I'm just asking y'all. From what I told you. I would say no because I love the porn bet, tape. Are bet, you fucking kidding me? Bet. So that's what I oh, bet. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And I would say, okay, what? no problem. And I would. Hold, hold on, but here's the thing. With this way of life, you, you can't fornicate. You can't have, hold, you can't lay down with a woman. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before marriage. Hold on, but. Yeah. Hold on, but, 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 but would you say. We would have sat there and listened to you and let you explain it. And because we mm-hmm. said no, would you just say, okay, bet, or would you say, okay, why? Now, we're older than you. I'm 16 say, years older than you. I got 16 more years. I, I got 16 more laps around the sun. I don't know if I've been to prison longer than you, but I'm thinking I might have more felonies than you. You know what I'm saying? I know, I, I know my body count is higher than yours. You see what I'm saying? And I have been right. around some masters who ain't even around no more. So I've had this conversation before, and I'm willing to share with you what what I um, have to offer you. 
But if you say, okay, bet, because I say no and walk away, are you the wise one or are you the fool? No, I'm, 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 I'm exercise. This is America, and we have the right to choose or to choose. Our, we had the right to choose and to say yes or no. So if you, if the, young, the young lady said no, you, and you saying no, right? Right, I'm saying no with an asterisk. I'm, I'm, I'm saying okay. no, and I want to explain my no. Okay. I want to say no because you, you, you. because listen because listen listen hold on you came up to me you came up to us three you came up to us mm-hmm. three right and then you mm-hmm. told me all these things and then you mm-hmm. asked me for a yes or no answer the illest oracle system in the world you can't ask a yes or no question to if everything mm-hmm. was a yes or no that cut and dry then we wouldn't be in this situation. So the first piece of wisdom that I could even give you is there is no yes or no answer to that question. Because what you're trying to say is everybody can fit into one thing. And I'm telling you, once you start going through the dynamics, I could either one or two things. I could let you go out there and take the trip and be like, I could say, man, the police is up there. Don't drink and drive. Or I could let you just go ahead and drive anyway, and I knew the police was up there. I'll be a... You know what I'm saying? And then you'd be like, damn, he didn't even tell me the police was up here. But then, I, but then I'd be like, well, look, son, you had the choice to stand here and turn around and walk off. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm exercising right. something bigger than America. I'm exercising universal law of accountability. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing unto you as I would have somebody else do unto me. I didn't want – I was you. I was you when I approached somebody. I thought I had a great-ass idea. They didn't agree with it, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go find me somebody who with it. But I walked away before I heard what they had to say. I had an opportunity saying, okay, right there so to get some free jewels. I, but I understand. So if I asked you. Oh, you didn't right, ask everybody, though. Okay, would you, you didn't say yes or no? <laughs> you, look, so, look, look, man. So that um, would be a no. Would, oh. No, look, what I'm saying. So. Based on like your judgment, I kind of know what your school of thought is, and I and I've had my own right. And I'll say this, bro: schools of thought are sciences, fam. And just take this nugget, what you take it or leave it. Judgment is not a science. Saying I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that. That's not a science. Success models are sciences. Like, I would want to know what time you get up in the morning because if I fornicate and I do all the things that you don't do, but my life is better than yours, there's a problem there, right? So I would want to, if my diet is better than yours and I have better quality of friends than you and I travel more, right, and my children are more respectable and they're on the honor roll, how is it that I do all those things that you don't do but my quality of life is better than yours. So then somebody would have to say, you know what, something is a problem here. So just remember, judgment, because what you were with, a lot of what you were saying is basically judgment. We can't do this. We can't do that. We can't. That's fine. What do you replace it with? What's the science? Is it the several liberal arts, brother? Is it the I Ching, brother? Is it the is it the Kabbalion, brother? It sounds it sounds it sounds like you reading scriptures now, and that's fine. And it sounds like you're being convicted, and that's your own shadow that's convicting you. So that's all I'm going to say. So the, 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 your, 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 your success habits is the most important thing 
above your judgment. You know, and 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 I agree wholeheartedly. You, and now that you made an excellent point when you said if 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 a man a rights man was to come to you and say ask you to give up certain things because you said what would you replace it with? Because like I said uh, to me last time I said. It's only a certain people that's dysfunctional that got they're sitting up on social media, Instagram, YouTube, disrespecting and dishonoring each other. I don't, you know, it's 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 it seems to me there's only certain characteristics that a certain people are doing. I don't see everybody in a state of dysfunction, so I'm I'm aiming at that group. You know what I mean? Now, I understand it's individuals. We have our own things going on. But I'm not trying to take away nobody individual wants. If you saying that listen, my life is good. You know, I'm, I'm I got the crib, I got the whip, I'm doing me, I'm you know, I'm smoking the best Kush, I'm drinking top shelf Hennessy, I'm getting my my white my white Hennessy from Jamaica every month. I, I'm doing me and I'm and I'm loving my life and I'm not really interested in what you're talking about because look at your you know look how you look and look what you're doing, but look what I'm on the whole of the level. I'm be like, okay, that's what's up, sir, and I, and I wish you the best of luck and what you want to do. And I'm not going to feel no type of way. I'm not going to be no judgmental person. That's not in my heart. I'm just saying that I would be like, he's not interested. Let me keep on pushing. But I wish the best of that man. I wish that that man and what he want to do, that he has what he, like he said, you, if you're doing good in this, you know, in this society, I can't, you know, I can't come and take your hundred thousand and your CD and say, well, I'm gonna give give you this, and this is, this is gonna work in another world because we're in America. So, what I will replace certain things with maybe something that the the average person ain't interested in. So I understand it. That's why I said like it's not a it's no judgmental. It's no I'm not beefing with nobody. I'm just asking that I see a certain people in the state of dysfunction and being rivals and perpetuating certain behaviors that is destructive and so much hate towards each other and all this type of stuff. I'm just saying, do you want a better way, a better possible way to live where it's not all of this and it don't create chaos. And if a person just say, no, Hey, you want to live like you live and do you, I'm not no hate, no hate, no, no madness. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, now if I was to ask Friday, you want to come to the club? I got a table for y'all, a bottle on ice. You know, uh, but hold it, 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 but hold it. Hold, hold, let me hit you with the what if. What if I told you you couldn't escape chaos on planet Earth? Now what? Mm-hmm. What if I approach you on the block mm-hmm. and I say you can't escape chaos on planet Earth no matter what you do, no matter what your budget is, no matter how many people you put together. Seven billion people on Earth. If you get a billion of them, if you get six billion of them to live your lifestyle, chaos is still going to be on Earth. Then what would you do? Right, right. No, I'm asking well, you now. I'm asking you now. If if I come to you and tell you that that you right. can't escape, that this is a this is this world is built and runs off of chaos, and your only escape is not in creating a new system, but in transferring your body to a body of light and leaving this motherfucker. That's a, that's well, that's the answer. You can't cre- you can't create you can't create heaven down here. You got to get the fuck on. Well, you got like to create I, a semblance of heaven to, down here and and leave. Yeah. Well, again, when I was in the Navy, I've been to, you know, I've been to seven countries, a small amount of countries, but I've been around the world twice. Um, and I would say there's certain places that I went where they had an order, 
you know, that it, you know, you had an order, you had a certain order of things that, again, growing up in touched. Detroit, Michigan, and, and, and they can and, and 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 they can be touched. I agree with you because I got to get to two. I, I got to get to some more callers, but guess what? They can be touched. Well, I won't take us all chaos, the time. I won't. I recognize your point, but I want you to know that those places that you went to, they can also be touched. Right. They can right, be touched. Exactly. Right. They're not Wak- Wak- Wakanda got touched, and um, exactly. And <laughs> that's a, so 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 those places they could get touched too. Okay. So. I definitely appreciate you calling in. I got to get two more people on this line I before they get you taking my phone up after it's over. Hey, stay with us now. Don't hang up because you made somebody else raise their hand. So I think somebody else got a comment on that. So 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 stay close. All right. All right. Appreciate you, big brother. Caller from the three zero five nine zero two. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Yeah, you standing from Miami. Stanley from Miami? Yeah, Stanley from Miami. Ace Hardaway on Facebook. I'm a fan. That's why I first came across you. And um, something I just pictured was um, you seem like a very knowledgeable field brother um, of uh, Coach Kyra, if I'm pronouncing that correct. Say that again? Coach Coach Kyra? Kyra. Coach Kyra. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um. I just um, came across your page on Facebook, and, you know, I've always been that person where I wanted to see something better, you know, whether for people or for the world or, you know, something on a uh, cosmic level or something, but definitely with unity, you know. And um, your page just just caught me, caught my attention, and um, I had sent a request, you know, as a friend, and um, I seen a post about the uh, blog radio as well, and that that caught my attention because I tuned in a little while ago. Sometime about like an hour in, hour in, hour halfway, mm-hmm. I tuned in, and uh, the topic the topic was real touching, you know, on on society, and um, you know, outside of society, our our cultural, you know, our cultural people, our people of color, melanated content, you know. And um, one thing that really had a major effect is that there is a big real miseducation of of the African Americans in this country. You know, God bless America. They do need some version of God. You know, they do need some um, higher power, some type of out of body understanding in a sense. And um, overall, I have to say we definitely need more examples of, you know, whether it's some black business owners or some spiritual guidance or, you know, even some of that astrology understanding because I'm into that as well. You know, so I'm a Leo and I tend to, you know, look into you and have a little bit. How you doing, Lady Leo? Yes, sir. I'm good. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, I found a newfound appreciation for the lionesses for the lion spirited women because, you know, as one thing said earlier today was, um, on that nature level, women can't be soft, you know. Even for the lions, women do the hunting, you know. They really do take care of the pride. And um, on some different levels in nature, a male isn't risking his life of just mating with that wolf, that female, you know, like a praying mantis or a black widow spider or some sort like that. So 
you know, in a lot of different examples of what nature that we can definitely understand. You know, we're just a little bit more complicated creatures, I've been told. But overall, we all have the basic instincts and the basic needs. You know, once your basic needs are met, you don't stress as much. You know, you definitely are a little more laid back. And um, it was really some real, 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 real hot topic type. So a lot of things I really enjoyed about here. I mean, um, I don't think any man often can say it, though, but, you know, a lot of women would say they're, they're a single mother. And the, the relationship status, I don't believe, should be should be a title. You get what I'm saying? It's a, it's an outcome or result of a situation or whatnot. But I don't think it should be a title like that. That's what I am. I'm not single, married, or no, I'm a single parent or something. You know, I think that's something that just developed in this society because of the the miseducation of people. In a totality, you know, in a, in a whole total basis. But, you know, definitely some love and some knowledge can spare us out here and uplift us and bring us closer together. I believe that is fully, man. And um, I truly enjoyed, I truly enjoyed the, uh, the commentary. Um, the last brother was speaking, he definitely had some real nice topic, you know, some real good subject matter stuff. You know, I, I feel uh, Coach... Coach had a Coach K had more of a direct approach. Well, yeah, you could you could have the message in itself, but what's going to be the the implementation of the message, or the, you know the the overall goal of how to reach a goal? You know, not necessarily just wanting to have some good for people, uh, or want good for people, or want good for those who do want good. But you know, in this uh, society. Which is real uh, materialistic, ram. You know, it's it's uh, out of out of whack. You know, no no sense of spirit, and um, a, a lot of it. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. Here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. What about yeah. trio alchemy, though? What about your ass being spiritual, practicing spiritual materialism? What's wrong with me, you, Ra, Ken, everybody who studies astrology, getting a Bentley, getting a fucking yacht? having two or three mansions, living in four or five different countries. Why can't we have it? Instead of whining and complaining, we didn't already observe what they got and what they're doing. But we're talking about alchemy, not just continually observing and saying, oh, well, you know, master over there in the big house, and we sure could do with this right here, and we sure could do with that. Hey, ladies, single moms who still listening, don't start singing the hymn. Start moving your feet. Keep your inner fight, Keep protect your head, and keep throwing that jab. Instead of saying, oh, they're so big and powerful and we could use this. If each one of us go out there and start making actions and start believing in our own alchemy versus spending the time of noticing what somebody else is doing, this ain't for everybody. This ain't for everybody. We're looking for Navy SEALs out here. Trill alchemy is Delta Force. You see what I'm saying? This Delta Force, bro. This is that Rambo shit. This that Jet Lee. This that damn um, whoever the illness that you fuck with. This what this is. You know what I'm saying? Whoever that is. This ain't no army. This ain't no navy. This Navy SEALs. You see what I'm saying? Well, so everybody ain't cut out for that. That's yeah, that's that's, that's the end game. And guess what? They all come on a volunteer basis. 
I mm. heard um, say one answer, lack of knowledge, first and foremost. Most people aren't aware of that, that astrology level, you know, of that cosmic understanding. You know, like I mentioned, I'm 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 um I'm just a Leo, right? And I like to do a little, you know, dibble dabble type, you know, a little little read here, a little read there. But um one term I don't say a term, but one thing I heard you mention one was a, a natal chart. And uh the way it was described was like, you know, you can get your natal chart on steroids, like that comes from that not only just the knowledge itself, but through the practice of it. That's through the education and um, through the studying and putting that time and effort in. So if you could say, well, you know what? Uh, one one thing I believe in is how there's a, a passage somewhere where it says our people will be lost for lack of knowledge. And if I say that as one answer, that's, that would be the first thing I would say, is that most people don't know how to prep themselves for that warfare, spiritual battle, that, that level out here. Most people aren't aware of what true tools they have of defense and of attack, you know. They can, yeah, you can buy weaponry and this and that, this and that, but that spiritual battle, they unarmed, defenseless, and they being ravaged through like some type of, you know, some type of creature out here just killing without no type of way of defense. Right, but guess stuff. what? But, but, but guess what? You already... You already putting too much conversation towards them. Are you spiritually strapped? Are you prepared for war? Are you ready to move up from that? From from yeah. Are you choosing you? Are you doing more than dabbling? You said I'm just a Leo. You can't tell me where your Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, North Node, or Chiron is. Well, I had Apollo come on here and he was just reading his chart. So when do you step up? Not well, telling me the report of th- the things we already know. It's you. Yeah. You make the move. Absolutely. True alchemy yeah. is about when you make the move. That's why I said, yo, I got a whole course that'll show you, take you from zero to hero, take you from dabbler to debutante. You see what I'm saying? Take you from to freaking amazing. Right. That, but that, then you came on here telling us, tell, telling us about uh, what the rest of the folks is doing. We already seen that. We're not concerned about that because guess what? They also serve as food to wild animals. And I ain't going to take nothing from the wild animals. Wild animals are teaching their education out here too. So the threat of you getting eaten is sometimes the motivation that other people need. I can't, well, I done already came out there and stood on the block for months and months and months and years and years and wasted a good 15, 17 years of my life and then it only took a nigga being scared of being eaten by a wolf, and then they came. That's me. I'm waiting for the person who already got tired and realized it. I'm not going out there and continue having that. So I definitely appreciate you calling in. I got I got one more call I got to get in. You sent me a friend request, but you ain't sent me a message. So that go for everybody. If you send me a friend request and you don't send me a message, you're going to be over there chilling. So I went looking for you, but I ain't seen no Stanley. So come back, send me a message, and then we can finish this up in my inbox. As long as you send me a message, right I ain't going. I, I got 998 friend requests standing over there chilling. So I appreciate yeah. you from Miami. I got to come down there where the weather is right, which is going to be soon. So stay in touch with me so we can link up, all right? Most definitely. Thank right, you, Sammy. I appreciate Sammy. that. Call from the 501-538. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. Uh, my name is Rosalind. I'm call- it's Ros. I'm calling from Hot Springs, Arkansas. I am your Capricorn. 
Coach, you are my instructor for um, making uh, plant your own money tree. Word, 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 Can word. You what up? Me? What up? What up? Though. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so real quick, stop it. <laughs> stop it. So first thing, Ra. I yes. really dig you. I really dig you. I really appreciate you. So you. I actually been on hold for a long time, so that kind of bothered me, but I'm not here to complain. So you were talking about accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability was probably the most important thing I felt like, for me, I'm 35, that I had to do. You can't go around blaming people. You have to blame yourself or acknowledge that you were the main person who created this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so I do appreciate when you said accountability because that meant that meant so much to me because I was like, shit. If everybody just started taking accountability for their own self, they wouldn't have these issues. Well, not all of them, but it starts with yourself. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what Spirit Alchemy is about. We don't point no fingers. We There are no victims here, no victims of circumstance. So, like, if people can get that, that's fundamental. Then you, you have the power, like, you take your power back. You know, we don't right. give our power right. to anyone else. All right. So, so my next, uh-huh. go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because I was, I was going to get all over Coach Kair. Because he left me on hold for like two hours. I appreciate that. Oh, okay. So do you have any children? Jokingly. Yes, I do have two girls. Okay. Are you married or are you you single? No, I'm not married. I'm single. Yeah, I'm not married. So that means you're single. Mm -hmm. Because Kyrie was talking about, do you date much? He's so hilarious. (laughs) So let me ask you something. Looking at where you are um, as a mother, What's one area yeah. that you feel you could take more accountability for yourself for, like to to, to improve the your 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 children's chances of success, to improve your happiness, to improve the levels of support in your life? What's one thing you could do to take more accountability? Well, just be honest in all parts. For me, mm-hmm. every morning when I wake up, I'm like. And actually, my job is, like, really, uh, I'm a lab technician, so I deal with a lot of sick people. Mm-hmm. So every day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be happy. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm going to tell myself, get your ass up. You can go ahead and make some people happy, change your life, because that's how mm-hmm. I feel. So for my kids, it's the same way. Like, my uh, my daughters, they they are very similar to me. So when I see them kind of like going down how I felt as a teenager, I just change it. Like, nah, do something different because that ain't gonna work out for you. So uh-huh. they kind of they get it. I have a seventeen-year-old. She gets it. The twelve-year-old, she's like whatever. But the seventeen-year-old, she she gets it. So she's seeing a lot just by example. But like I tell her all the time, you have to really be honest with yourself. Is this the right decision? Who is this gonna affect? It's always gonna uh-huh. affect you. Mm-hmm. So you say you say you say part of your accountability is you know looking at your situation and then choosing to be happy. 
What if part of your accountability is looking at your situation and being like, this is fucked up. I hate this fucking job. I need to do something to change this shit. I'm going to feel how fucked up this feels every morning so that I am motivated to go do something different so I don't have to go deal with sick people blood every day. Like, and I'm not jumping on you, but part of that accountability, a large part of that accountability is looking at it for what it really is and owning how you feel because that's the only thing that's going to motivate you to make them changes, okay? So we don't, you know, don't get caught up in, everybody tells us, you know, that the prescription is if you're feeling bad, you got to tell yourself you feel good, fake it till you make it, that's utter and complete bullshit. Because if you don't feel how it really feels, and if you don't, if you don't embody that at least some point, I'm not saying get stuck in it, but you embody it to make the change. So I want you. My challenge to you this week is to take your accountability balls deep. <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know you balls deep. You know, you know when he calls deep, you know it ain't no turning back. <laughs> you be like, yeah. what did I get myself into? Take your accountability balls deep, sis, and, and, and really and really force it. Let it force something something real to come up out of you. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, that's what's up. Now you can get on coach. <laughs> Well, it was it was play, it was playfully, Coach. It wasn't serious. I'm not mad at you. I'm not. Mad at you. Sorry, you got my. But, you got you got the you got the inbox. You could have you could have pulled some of your trail privileges. You know what I'm saying? You could have been on the inbox and been like, "That's me. I'm the five oh. I'm the uh, what's your area code? You could have come in and been like, "Yo, I'm the five oh one. So let me in. Right. But I know it was you. It doesn't nah, get call ID. No, no, no. No, I absolutely. I wait my turn. Patience, right? Patience. Patience. Um, no, pa- yeah. Pa- yeah, but patience Ooh. is not waiting. W- waiting means waiting. Patience means I will right. put the needs of others before that of my own. That's what patience That's means. Exactly. And so, those other callers needed you guys, correct? Oh, well, absolutely. You're going to look at it like that. Thank absolutely. You. They did. That's exactly Everybody how Everybody needs us, though. Woo. I agree. I did, I did, too, so that's why I waited. I waited my turn. I knew I was coming through this time. She made her choice. Well, don't. She sure did. I love women like that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) Make sure that you don't forget. (laughs) 